7 o'clock. Do you know where your freedom is? Welcome to another edition of Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick. What you're about to see is nothing short of a miracle. So revolutionary that at this point in time, there is nothing else like it anywhere. You may ask yourself, how is this possible? Computers, that's how. He has a machine and a cord right out of his computer. Prepare, Prepare to, to make, make computer, computer to computer, computer contact. That is an easiest idea. Only macro. The internet, that's the one with email, right? You've got mail. Yeah, who said that? Thank you. God bless the internet. That's where the real action is. Come on and take a look. This could be very interesting indeed. Please do not power off or unplug your computer. Windows is installing an important update. I bet it's real fucking important. (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) welcome to the Tuesday edition of Turn Off the Night with Kenny Pick, broadcasting live there, but for the grace of God, go we. Uh, on Indie Media Weekly, Radio for Humans, <laughs> of course, Rain from Four Freedoms blog in Washington, D.C. Welcome to the program. Well, welcome back, Ken. Welcome back with your new updates. Oh, God almighty. Heavens to Betsy. And, of course, Joe Santorso. Happy Tuesday, everybody. <laughs> it's, um, I'm telling you what, this, this week, this week can go fuck right off. and of course joe Joe santoris scranton pennsylvania the the electric city welcome to the show i must say that my battle with windows went from windows 95 all the way to vista and there it ended Uh i didn't mind vista i didn't mind i hated vista you know i changed me right to apple i went right (laughs) that i did i threw every micro Microsoft thing I had in the house in the garbage. <laughs> well, and went to the Apple store. Well, there you go. So yeah. it might happen yet one one of these days for me. Uh, I'll say my one Apple product that I love dearly is my iPhone. Oh. <laughs> oh. Oh. Yeah, that's that's where the week could start fucking right off right there. Um, is because did they, did they play taps for you? Oh my god, they should have. I should have gotten playing something. Taps for Ken. I appreciate oh, no, that, that. That was technically it was technically a a burial at sea, so to speak. Uh, yeah, it really was. You know. uh. yeah. I'm telling you what. All right, so I went down to help uh, Ken Sr. He's doing pretty good. He's at his house. Uh, went down to do some work for him and everything. And I, you know, and I got home and I went down to the basement and I was getting ready to do some work clothes uh, for the week. And uh, I decided I was like, you know what, my jacket, my winter coat, it has been washed in a few weeks, and you know, it's got I got some salt from rubbing up against the car and you know, whatever else on it. I was like, let's go ahead and just throw this fucker in there. And so I went upstairs and, you know, I took all, I had all my, you know, other stuff from my pockets and everything. And I go upstairs after I started it. And then I'm sitting around and I'm thinking, where, I better go get my phone. I'm just going to go get my cell phone. I look on my computer desk is where I thought it was initially. And I was like, if it's not on my computer desk, it's in my drawer where I keep my keys and my wallet. Or 
beside the bed when I go to bed, but it, I, I, it's never in there before I go to bed. Or it, I set it on the kitchen table and just absentmindedly forgot it there. wasn't in any three of those places, and then my heart sank. Because I know I left my goddamn phone and my goddamn jacket, and I washed it. And I went down, and I found the poor little guy sitting there in the bottom of the basin. The drum of the washing machine. All lifeless and cold. (laughs) And I brought him upstairs, and I put him in a bowl of rice. Covered him up. And I left him there overnight. He he was gone. He was gone. But you had some nice steamed rice, I bet. Uh, Well, (laughs) no. No, we didn't no. didn't steam it. So. Uh, it's too bad. So I got on the phone the next morning, you know, because I figured I'd del- see what had happened in the morning. I tried plugging it in and see what would happen, and uh, no sparks shot out, so that was good. Um, and uh, and it just nothing, you know. So I got on the phone with T-Mobile, and we got new iPhones on the way. iPhone tens. So. All right. iPhone 10. Which version of iPhone did you get? We got the 10R. It's a, it's you know, techies you know kind of poo poo it, but it's it's good for pedestrian cell phone users, and you know it was you know 250 cheaper than the than the regular 10. So, uh, bigger screen, which is kind of exciting. Um, It's a nice screen. I have a 10XR. Oh, okay. That's exactly what we're getting. So, uh, so anyway, everybody, um, yeah, welcome to the show. And, and of course it's been crazy busy at work and then the weather's going bonkers and I had a respiratory infection over the weekend and I got real bad. It got real bad, uh, uh, Sunday and yesterday. Now it's better today, but so my voice might sound a little deeper than usual because it is, (laughs) um, because I've got, you know, I'm, I'm just now, I'm in the, the okay, we're going to get all this stuff out of your, your system now phase. But, so I might uncontrollably cough here or there, but we'll see what happens. I'll try and mute myself. But uh, I want to talk about the Grammys, everybody. Oh, what a goddamn joke they are, if you don't mind. Because okay. I didn't wa- I didn't watch it, and I don't watch the Grammys. I think and- Drake said they were a joke, too. Yeah, well, there's so much of a joke that they don't even show the awards for like rock albums or metal albums or anything anymore on on it's just pop and hip hop and you know R and B and and whatever, and that's fine. I don't want anybody to have anything taken away from them, but you know I I, I didn't watch it, but I heard Michelle Obama came out and she said you know. Some of us like, you know, uh, you know, hip hop. Some of us like pop. Some of us like rock. It's like some of us do like rock. Michelle Obama, you're right, but you know, you should have said, but you who like rock aren't going to get anything tonight, <laughs> you know, because they're not broadcasting any of that. <laughs> uh, the, the the Red Hot Chili Peppers did have a performance that I watched with. Um, uh, oh God, what's his name? Uh, there's a hip hop artist who actually is a pretty decent supporter of rock and roll um uh post malone he he did a little acoustic number that led into the chili peppers and there was another like hip-hop guy there that that did something and that was that was okay that was fine the one thing that i'm pissed off about is i think it was uh 
I think it was J-Lo. I didn't see this. I just I heard about this. Um, but I heard that she did a, a, a lip sync thing at the Grammys for the uh she uh yeah oh yeah yeah um she yeah she did a big lip sync for like all this you know a big motown tribute and you know and i know there's a lot of people out there oh stop stop the hate and whatever you know about this but to me it's like one of the most one of the most amazing movements in vocal music in the genre of rock and roll or r&b or whatever the motown movement to not give a live vocal performance to pay tribute you know to the you know the supremes and Smokey robinson and you know all these wonderful artists who who sang their hearts out and changed the way we listen to music to fucking lip sync through that is so offensive to me and we're not even getting to what I what I'm can really I, pissed off about, but go ahead. Can I just want to jump in quick? I have nothing against Jennifer Lopez. I just don't. I don't either. I have everything against Jenny from the Bronx. She's Jenny from the Bronx. She's not Motown. She doesn't. Well, Smokey Robinson she's not associated. Def- with no, but she Motown. was inspired by it. I, I don't even know I don't even know if that's I don't even know if that's true. I don't know if she's inspired by Motown. I've never thought, yeah, J Lo, Motown. I've never thought that. And I've really I, I love Motown. I mean, I spent my afternoon yeah. rocking out to actually I think it was Motown on Pandora. Um, but that she lip synced it when she has such a good voice. And she does. Well, yeah. we can, that's a whole another thing. I think we can. She has she has her style. I don't understand why she represented Motown, and not somebody from somebody that's Motown adjacent, or somebody who's Motown, sense? or somebody who's actually Motown. You know, because there's plenty of su- surviving yeah. Motown. Oh, like maybe Janet Jackson. Sure, sure. So. I, but I get your point. I get your point. I mean, her, her brothers, the Jackson Five, were Motown. Yeah, I get okay. your point with that completely. But to me, I'm uh, the you mo- get back on your riff. I'm sorry. Ken. No, I'm just saying. But to me, the most offensive thing is that you know you pay tribute by lip syncing. Fuck that. That's annoying. But this is where this is where I, I really want to focus, though. It it almost has less to do with. Uh, with, oh, and I got a list here. I got to get my list, everybody. Um, it has less to do with the Grammys, but I will say I'm pissed off because there's a band uh, that won Best Rock Performance or Best Rock Album, whatever. Uh, and their their name is Greta Van Fleet. Has anybody heard of Greta Van Fleet? Greta Van Susteren. <laughs> yeah, I have. I'm sorry, Sustern. I've heard. Greta Van Fleet. All right. I'm sorry. I'm getting my. <laughs> no, I'm getting getting my list. That's I've why heard I'm of far Fleetwood. away. I've heard of Fleetwood Mac. I have also. Yeah. And, oh, Lindsey Buckingham, by the way, is recovering from open heart surgery right now. I know. So even though he's not in the band anymore, but that guy can't catch a break. No. 
kicked uh, out of the band and kicked out of his heart. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, uh, but so Greta Van Fleet is a band that sounds exactly like Led Zeppelin, except they're not as good of musicians. The the there it's three brothers. It's two twin brothers. One sings, one plays guitar, one plays bass, and their friend plays drums. All right, and they are just the bee's knees to to aging rock fans like myself. Uh, to to you know people who listen to classic rock, people who listen to you know harder rock. Um, you know they 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 sound just like Led Zeppelin. If you were to play. If I were to play you one of their songs, and a, maybe a lesser-known Zeppelin song, and tell you to you know flip the coin and maybe you know reduce the fidelity or something, you could probably confuse them for for Led Zeppelin. That's how much they sound like Led Zeppelin. It's not that they're inspired by Led Zeppelin and you can hear their influences. It's like they sound like Led Zeppelin, and this is problematic. So this close to being a cover band, yeah, without doing yeah. the covers. Exactly, and their songs aren't even that good. And they, there's one one song that they do, one of their their biggest songs they have. I don't even remember the name of it, but it sounds like the there's a the riff sounds exactly like almost it's like a two notes shy of sounding just like a, a Jimmy Page riff from a Zeppelin song. And that was their big hit. And everybody's like, "Oh, they're changing the face of rock music. We have to support them. We have to." And I'll get I'll get to that in a minute. But there's a, there's a difference between, um, you know. Being a band who's influenced and then sounding just fucking like them. Now, this has been a controversy that's gone on for a long time in the music industry. And first of all, Led Zeppelin, we need to address that elephant in the room. Uh Because Led Zeppelin stole music left and right from people. Entire songs not giving credit to blues musicians and some of their contemporaries. Uh, You know, they fucked over the band's spirit, you know, for Stairway to Heaven. Um, so many, so many artists they screwed over, and now you know. So, so I have a pro- fundamentally have a problem with Led Zeppelin. I do not like that band that much. I do not play much of their music on the network. Um, and uh, okay, this is where I'm getting worked up, and now I'm gonna have to cough. So, okay, all right. So I'm back. So, all right. So Led Zeppelin hacks to begin with right you know yeah uh, but i will give them this they stole all those songs but they crafted their sound they absolutely they didn't sound like the people they were stealing from completely you know yes the songs sounded the same but jimmy page had a distinct guitar sound john bonham distinct drum sound uh john paul jones distinctive bass robert plant distinctive great voice right so now you know, years later, you know, th- th- this happens all the time. Like, distinctive pants. There's, there's, uh, yeah, distinctive Ooh. pants, fringe, things like that. And, and, and so there were, there were controversies that went on with throughout, you know, throughout the years. Like, there, I remember there was a time, and I don't remember the name of the song, but there was a, um, uh, Billy Squire song that came out. Um, and, and I can't remember the Zeppelin song or the Squire song, but it sounded like that that one song that went dang, 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 whatever. Well, that's not going to help anybody. Um, but uh, <laughs> it, so so Billy Squire got accused. Everybody of, wants some. No, no, no. Uh, uh-uh. uh, it's um, okay. um. But I no. There's a. 
I'll, I'll, I'll look it up real quick. There's a, you know, um, uh, Led Zeppelin. And, uh, but yeah, and, and so, but this has been going on for a long time. Yeah, Led Zeppelin and Billy Squire, Lonely is the Night. Sounds like, oh, um, yeah. uh, what, something from Physical Graffiti? So, um, but anyway, yeah, but yeah, Lonely is the Night, uh, there was some criticism that it sounded like nobody's fault but mine. Yeah, so, and there's been other controversies too, like in the, in the late 80s, there was a band called Kingdom Come, who had a song called, uh, Get It On. And Jimmy Page himself said, you stole that riff from Cashmere, right? Whitesnake was criticized for uh, their song in the cell of the night. Sounded an awful lot like Black Dog. The way the music broke up. They, they break and then the vocals would kick in. Then the music starts back up. Then it breaks and the vocals kick in, you know? Um, and then there were other bands uh, that I'm less familiar with from... Uh, the I think Wolf Mother was one in the uh, 2000s, and there was another one I can't remember. But all of those bands, I will say this, all of those bands who were accused of ripping off Led Zeppelin, you couldn't listen to them and say, oh, shit, that's Led Zeppelin, isn't it? You know? It, it, I mean, they might have lifted something here and there, but it, and now, so, so, by God, God help me, I'm so mad about this. So what's going on is it not only did the Grammys and I saw that, that what tipped me off, what really pissed me off about this was I saw a video and there's all these defenders of Greta Van Fleet on YouTube. All right. There's all these guys out there who are making videos and they're trying to put down people like me who are trying to be rational and reasonable about why I don't want to support a band that sounds just like Led Zeppelin, but not as good. Right. They're like, well, no, you have to support these bands because, you know, they're the only real music. They're the real band who are playing their instruments and they're going to get played on the radio and kids listen to them and everybody loves them and they're going to break through all this rap and hip hop and and pop and, and, and finally get rock and roll back on the radio because they sound exactly like Led Zeppelin and they play they play instruments whatever they're not a click tracker a snap tracker or whatever and they're not using auto tune fine okay great that's excellent but my problem here isn't that uh, that you know Greta Van Greta Van Sustern <laughs> Greta Van Fleet is getting popular <laughs> I got him <laughs> yeah you did not not that Greta Van Fleet is getting popular because I know all kinds of terrible bands have gotten popular and I don't want to take anything away from them I'll make fun of Nickelback and Smash Mouth all the live long day. And they were bands that were played on the radio heavily. And they were rock bands. You know? And, and you know, and Nickelback's still around. There's tons of different rock bands. The Foo Fighters have been consistently played on the radio and they're a rock band. You know? And they, nobody accuses the Foo Fighters of sounding like every, you know, uh, one band expressly. Um, and, and so... What what drives me nuts is is the you know so so I see this video today and it's like the Greta Van Fleet wins Grammy and you know and basically shuts down critics. Oh oh, we've been shut down because the Grammys who won't even broadcast 
who won the best rock record? You know, I mean, the Grammys, who always gets it right, Living in Long Island brought it up. Oh, do you remember when they gave Jethro Tull the best heavy metal album when Metallica had their huge breakthrough with Injustice for All in the late 80s? And they gave it to Jethro Tull because everybody knows heavy metal has jazz flute. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> I like Jethro Tull, but they are a hard rock act. They're, they're a rock and roll act. They're not uh-huh. a metal act. So, I never so, thought of them as heavy metal. They, no. they gave it... That was the biggest fucking debacle. It was the biggest debacle. And, Mm-mm. you know, so so now here we are where Led Zeppelin, the rip-off artist, never got a Grammy. But now the rip-off artists of the rip-off, rip-off artists are getting a Grammy. Right? And and I, I just want to say, the best rock album last year wasn't even in consideration. He wasn't even in consideration for this. Didn't even get nominated. But Ace Fraley from Kiss put out one of the best rock and roll albums last year. Highly anticipated. Back to his roots. Really quality material. Some great songwriting. Uh, and, and again, a true American original. This guy is it, it was a revolutionary guitar player. Not even considered. Not even considered. Right? The heavy metal, uh, best heavy metal album went to uh, a band called High on Fire. All right. I don't want to take any way, anything away from High on Fire. They're stoner rock. They're not my thing. But every band that they nominated for metal this year was a stoner rock band. Whereas Judas Priest just put out one of their greatest albums in decades called Firepower. Like their 20-somethings, no, maybe about their 18th album, something like that. But they just put this album out, not even in the running. And so all these people, all these all these assholes out there who were like, oh, how dare you put down Greta Van Fleet? There's no music being made. There's no rock and roll with real live bands being made anymore. It just doesn't exist. Well, I have a list, everyone. I have a list of albums that I've purchased that I have purchased last year and granted most of these lean towards heavy metal but if you look at what passes as actual heavy metal now the heavy metal stuff I like is more like hard rock but albums that I actually bought last year Ace Fraley's Spaceman Judas Priest Firepower uh, Impelitary uh, I think it's uh, something the beast I don't know Mark of the Beast or something I don't know um, uh, Marty Friedman, One Live MF, I bought. Blitzkrieg, I don't remember the name of the album. Uh, the Satan, uh, uh, they're, again, they, they sound a lot scarier than they are. Satan had a brand new album. Metal Church had a brand new album. Graham Bonnet Band had a brand new album. I bought all those. There's nine albums. Oh, and Leather, Leather Leone, who I interviewed a, a couple years ago, she had a brand new album. Um, then uh, uh, seven albums I have yet to buy that came out last year. Saxon has one. Loudness, TNT, Stormwitch, Tokyo Blade, Gravedigger, and Jason Becker. All, that's, that's 16 albums from 2018 that weren't even considered by the Grammys. You know why they weren't considered by the Grammys? Because all these fucking losers who want to go out and just hear a band that sounds like a band that, you know, doesn't exist anymore. 
And again, I don't want to take anything away from Greta Van Fleet. Fine, you fucking play, you know, go out and do covers of the Chipmunks for all I fucking care. I'm not going to listen to you, you know? (laughs) What you do is not appealing to me because it does not sound original. It's boring. It's boring, boring, boring. And so for all these people who are stuck on wanting to hear the next Led Zeppelin album, well, I just gave 16 albums of new music, of a full band, with guitar, with drums, with bass, with a singer, and no auto-tune, and very little synth. If you're scared of synth, I'm not. Um, But, you know, I I mean, 16 albums. And and plus, I, I, you know... And I, I, I had to go through Wikipedia to see which ones came out of, you know, that I bought last year. And again, I didn't buy all these, but I'm planning on buying the other seven. I bought nine out of 16, which is a whole, I can, you know, and I bought them on CD. But so anyway, so, so the, the thing that blows my mind is they're like, well, finally, some rock and roll is going to get played on the air. These guys were handpicked by a record label and you just like them because they sound like led zeppelin you don't like them out of loyalty some of these bands that i rattled off you know i mean ace fraley you know uh, i mean just alone Uh, 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 judas priest i mean those are two huge names and they get no support from the people who wear their shirts and you know claim to love the artists and everything and just will wait for the next sound alike to come along and be like if you don't support them you don't support real rock well, I'm buying the albums. They're not. Ugh, I'm disgusted. I'm so disgusted that, that that you know they got the Grammy and that you know real supporters of of music like myself are being put down when these people you know they you know they have no idea that people that have been around. I mean. They probably don't even know. Deep Purple has a new album coming out. Deep Purple was around as long as Zeppelin was around. Are they going to give that album a chance? No, probably not, because they're old and they can't rock anymore. Whatever. You know? It's just so offensive. It's so offensive that American loyalty to musicians, if you look at the loyalty that it like in Japan or in England or in other European countries, or South America, even. If you look at the loyalty the fans have for, for you know, uh, for bands over there, it's, it's no wonder bands don't tour America anymore. Bands that have been around for 30, 40 years. They just say, fuck America. We're not doing anything here. You don't do anything for us. There's a reason why bands, American bands, British bands, German bands, whatever, uh, and Japanese bands themselves. There's a reason why CDs in my CD collection, I have tons of Japanese import CDs. And you know why I have the Japanese import CDs? Cause they all have bonus tracks that are only released in Japan because the artists reward the fan base in Japan. You know, they're like, you, you, you get us, you support us. You still fill arenas. You know, they can, you know, bands over here that can fill a nightclub will fill the Budokan in Japan. You know? Uh, so, anyway, that was my big rock and roll rant, everybody. I'm just so wow. disgusted. I'm just, it, yeah. it, it's, it's, I mean, there's so much good music and people ignore it. And, and for, for this hand picked, you know, a uh, group of you know young guys, these nineteen and twenty year old guys who, who are in a Led Zeppelin 
sound-alike band. Uh, oh, oh, that's great. I love that because it makes me think Led Zeppelin. I seriously, I heard, I heard a guy call into a, a Eddie Trunks radio show and say, "These guys have done to rock and roll what nobody's done since Led Zeppelin." Led Zeppelin. Yeah, and and Eddie was like, "Well, what are you talking about? What do you mean they haven't done? You know, oh, they've they've brought back this nostalgia. What? So you just gave up on music and stopped trying to seek out new artists or or stick with artists that stayed together? Because I guarantee you, at least one of these bands that I named or one of these artists that I rattled off the list, that guy probably like, oh yeah, I love Ace Frehley." Oh, Ace Fraley's great. When was the, la- what was the last album you bought by Ace? None. I got a solo album from 78. <sighs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, can you tell I love rock and roll? <laughs> I can tell. Yes. I, I, mean, just... I don't know if you want to continue this after the break, but I, I got to tell you, what, what you're describing actually is something that happens in the fashion industry. And well, I know well, yeah. this sounds really stupid, but it, it just seems like, you know, every 10, 15 years, that style that was hip in the 70s is now popular in the 90s. Yeah. And I've always kind of gotten pissed off because I feel like y'all aren't creating anything new. No, no. And you know what? <clears throat> and, and I know it's easy to think about fashion as just clothing and whatnot, but there is a design industry behind mm-hmm. fashion. Yeah. And there's an art industry behind it, and and it, it as you went on your rant, I felt that way about visual arts. Well, let's you know, let's uh, pick that up. In the well, 80s, well, yeah. there was a whole kind of renaissance of of Andy mm-hmm. Warhol type pop art, and yeah. it was like this is not fucking new. No, no, it's Andy not at all. Warhol created it. Start making something new. Yeah, and when we come back, I'll also talk about uh, um, I think the hip hop album of the year. Cardi B. I got a couple things to say about that. She walk you Uh-oh. like a dog. Uh oh. No, she won't. Um, Come on, it's a joke about her no. going after Tommy. I'm telling you what. So, but anyway, yeah. So it felt felt like a, a good change of pace to, to vent about the Grammys and, and all this. And this seriously, I'm so sick of it. It's like you know all these people defending uh, Greta Van. Sustern, <laughs> uh, Greta Van Fleet. <laughs> that's, gonna, that's gonna be the Greta Van yeah. Fleet's cover band. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah. uh, and and you know, uh, but you know, for all these people, like you know, how dare you criticize them? Well, how dare you fucking like ignore all this other great music that's going on and think these guys are only legit because a record label paid to get them on the fucking radio? Oh. I hate people. So, uh, that's been the way it, yeah. Payola is now legal. It's been legal ever since the, you know, they, they, they locked a few people up for Payola back in the 60s and, or was that the 50s? I don't even know. Yeah. So, and now it's fine. Now it's, it's, it's business as usual. So, anyway, we'll, we'll talk about this a little bit more when we come back from break. And boy, am I hopping on, 
hopping man. You are hopped up. Yeah. So, yep. uh, <laughs> so thank you for letting me go go that long. I I, <laughs> I appreciate it. So, uh, all right, let's listen to somebody who's not a ripoff artist, and uh, that would be uh, that'd be Bobber. So, uh, let me see. Um, oh, wait a second. Uh, I don't know which song to play. Uh, we haven't. Um, Oh, no, that one's really long. All right, we'll play the heart. Uh, but, yeah, we'll be right back with lots more Turn Up the Night uh, right after this, and we'll rant some more. Friends, here's some exciting news. Everybody, I know you can believe in yourself. If you believe in yourself, you will know how to... Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick. Thanks up, everybody, Sunday, come on down to Southern Progressive Revival to hear the best and worst of Southern politics once again. 
We've got all brand new episodes for the low, low price of 100% free and tons of extras, including guests, rants, and flustered hosts and co-hosts. Think your credit ain't good enough? We don't care. Think you don't have nothing to hear since you ain't from the South? Well, that ain't right. You reckon that Yankee pick feller's got more class than us? Well, that might be true. But let's do this. Come listen to Southern Progressive Revival live every Sunday from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Indie Media Weekly, Extraterrestrial Radio, All the Power Without the Tower. Come now and we'll throw in a free pine tree air freshener. Wow! Hey, this is Brad Friedman from bradblog.com and the Bradcast, heard right here on Indie Media Weekly. Thanks for supporting truly independent media right here on Indie Media Weekly. Hey, I'm Rick Beatty. And I'm Nick Sadler. And I am Jody Hamilton. We are from the bunker. So we do a one-hour weekly podcast. Where we get to speak our mind about stuff from a liberal perspective. We will be on Indie Media Weekly Saturdays at 5 p.m. Eastern. We are so excited. If you don't have any right-wing friends, you'll feel at home with us. From the bunker. With Jody Hamilton. Nick Sadler. And Richard Beatty. On Indie Media Weekly Saturdays at 5 p.m. Eastern. Get ready for the fastest two hours in radio. Listen to Paul's Memory Bank live every Monday from 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern right here on Indie Media Weekly. Your DJ, Paul, will serve up a mix of classic rock, pop, and novelty music all tied together with a weekly theme. That's Paul's Memory Bank every Monday from 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern exclusively on Indie Media Weekly. Extraterrestrial radio, all the power without the tower. This is Stephanie Miller. You're listening to Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick. Great Scott, what is that? It's really weird, but it's also the coolest fucking thing I've ever heard in my whole life. It's terrible, by the way, totally overproduced. The first known instance of a man who was killed because he had lousy ratings. Oh my God, they've killed Kenny, you bastard! I've had worse. It's showtime. It is showtime, and welcome back to it. Uh, grumpy old man talks about the music industry on Turn Up the Night. <laughs> and, uh, and they liked it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, back in my day, we had wax cylinders, and we had to play them with our fingernail, and we liked it. So, <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, welcome you know, back. that's something I did. I, I wanted to ask you this. Um, people who are a member of the 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 musical academy the grammys yeah do you, don't they have to submit their music i don't even know i don't i don't even know how it works i don't okay. even know how it works because it's, it seems like it seems like some just it's fucking payola i think that i think that music's music's sorry i think that songs that become hits i do agree that has to do with payola I, I really do, or whatever the new version of Paola is. I, I, and I'm not I'm not dismissing your rant, Ken, at all. But I just, I have to wonder, like, if, if Ace Fraley had an album come out, how was it, was it put into consideration? And that's something, I, I'd like to know a little bit more about how yeah. one gets nominated well, for a Grammy. Because, I, I, I would you know, like I know to like think, with the Emmys, yeah. people have to submit their shows. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, does that I, make sense? Yeah, it does, and I'm not exactly sure on what the process is. And my again, my rant it has a lot less to do with the Grammys and a lot more to do with music fans who are trying to tell me why I need to support Greta Van Halen. I <laughs> see, I saw that, Joe. But of course, welcome back, Rain <laughs> Rain from Four Freedoms Blog in Washington D.C. and Joe Santoris of Scranton, Pennsylvania, the Electric City. Um, but um, but that's true. I mean, that is why why. Should people be forced to support? Well, yeah. Typically, I, yeah. when I when I would watch the Grammys as as a as a youngster, I would watch, and yes, it, mo- it was largely driven by chart success as to who would win Song of the Year, Album of the Year, whatever. But generally, there was innovation, or there was you know um, you know our older artists like Roy Orbison would would pick something up after you know. Uh, years of hard work, and he the, people well, have you know comeback that Jimmy albums. Carter won a Grammy. Speaking of older artists, well, there you go. Uh, that's right. Uh, but you know, I mean, so a lot of yeah, but a lot of you know, there have been a lot of reasons why people win Grammys. But I, I've never, I mean, I, I mean, I, never for sounding exactly like another band. I mean, that's ne- I mean, this to me is just it just repulsive. And and I want to say Cardi B. Um, you know, congratulations on your Emmy win. Um, I'm sure the misogynist, um, uh, uh, Cardi B, Grammy, I'm sorry if I said Emmy, Grammy, okay, whatever. Okay, I wasn't sure if I missed Card- it. Yeah, Cardi B, congratulations on your Grammy, uh, because I'm su- sure whatever misogynists who are supporting you to, to, you know, uh, to puke up the lyrics that you, you spew forth are so happy that you're singing exactly what they would like to sing. The way she uses wow. the B word, and uh, and I listened to two of her, three of her songs today on YouTube to see what why she could possibly win um, a Grammy, and two of the songs were her basically, and it's her debut album, I guess you know, and basically the the album was like I'm you know two of the songs from the album were like I'm so glad that I'm getting famous now because now I can put people down. And she wasn't saying people, she was saying B-words. She could put B-words down. Oh. I mean, she she used the B-word so many fucking times in these three songs that I listened to. I mean, yeah, there was, you know, motherfucker this, motherfucker that, fuck, 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 fuck. You know, sucking dick, you know, all kinds of, you know, other profanities. Fine, whatever. I, I prefer songs that actually tell a story and care about the, the lyrical content. But whatever. Um, but yeah, so the three songs I listened to, I mean, if it, if it was a guy who was singing the lyrics that she was singing, you know, it, it, it would not have won a Grammy. I could tell you that. You know, uh, maybe, uh, you know, I'm just disconnected that much from that type of hip hop or whatever. But it was, it was offensive to me. Uh, you know, because it's like I... I you know, couldn't believe I was hearing another woman singing about other women the way she was. Now, unless she's, you know, unless I'm mistaken and she's using the B word to describe someone else in general, you know, still, it's not helpful. It's not helpful if you're using, you know, the B word to describe whoever, whatever. But I mean, uh, it was to me. It was just. It was so obnoxious and so grotesque. And she got fucking album of the year for that. Okay, I don't really listen to her music. 
I'm I'm not I don't listen to a lot of hip hop. I I just don't. But I there is one there's one hip. Now I'm going to sound like a middle-aged white lady. I was really happy that Childish Gambino won um for his song This Is America. Yeah. That I was really happy about that. Cuz that that song touched me. It it moved me and it really made me think much more deeply about what it is to be a black person in America. Mm-hmm. And it made me look at things much differently. And the song was really good. Agreed. Agreed. A hundred percent. I mean, the video itself was what an amazing, you know, well-crafted video. And, you know, I, I like Donald Glover as an actor too. So, mm-hmm. you know, it, it, it's it's good to see a multifaceted individual win. Uh, but if but, yeah. it makes you feel any better, mm-hmm. I sadly I don't listen to a lot of newer music these days, and it could be because I, I'm 51, and I maybe I'm getting a little older, and well, I I feel a little, you I know, can... like I, I know I know the kind of music that I like, and it yeah. doesn't mean that I'm closed off to to newer styles of music, but I know what I like. And when I hear, like, for example, um, what's his name? Um, oh gosh, he was, he was at the, uh, halftime awards with Beyonce. Uh, Jay-Z? No, 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 no. He's, oh, I don't know. Goodness. Come, John come on, Legend? Joe. John Legend? No, 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 no. Shh. I, I don't know you what you're talking about. You want me to bail you out something, on this? Something, um, Oh gosh, I could see his face. Bruno Mars. Oh, ah, no, now, no, 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 no. Here's what's interesting. Bruno Mars. When you're talking about Greta Van Susteren Halen, <laughs> um, what I like about Bruno Mars is he pays homage. He pays. Yeah. He literally pays homage to to music styles. Sure, he doesn't sound and, like he's ripping he, anybody off. I don't enjoy his music, but I'll never accuse him of ripping somebody off. Right. I, I don't I didn't expect that you enjoyed it, but I do like him. I do like him. I like his moves. I like his dance styles, but I like that he pays homage and he adds a little bit of extra of his own into it. Um I don't know where I was going with this, but you know, it, it it's just I feel being a middle-aged woman that that perhaps I am stuck. Well, here's it, my it, problem. Here's my problem, and I I don't I disagree with what you're saying. I disagree with what you're saying. No, it's not you. It's not you. This is the thing. This is the problem because we came up uh, in in the the you know '60s through the '80s, and we followed artists through those decades, and we listened to them. I mean, you know. Uh, people that listened to Simon and Garfunkel in the 60s were listening to Paul Simon solo albums in the 80s. People who listened to, you know, Deep Purple in the 60s were listening to Deep Purple in the 80s. You know, people who were listening to, you know, um, uh, the Rolling Stones in the 60s were listening to them in the 80s. You know, I mean, there, there, there was a time when there was loyalty and that all went away. It, it became disposable, and people, you know, 
at some point in American history, people decided to start abandoning artists in just looking for whatever the next new one-hit wonder was or the next big thing. You know, I mean, there have been some standouts. You know, yeah, Madonna fell by the wayside, but then people like Katy Perry and Lady Gaga came along, and and they're doing pretty well. And I don't, you know, and I admire some of the stuff that they do, you know, and there's a lot of hip hop artists that, you know, uh, I, I like, uh, I don't listen to religiously, but you know, I, I don't mind. I mean, I have a real tough time with a lot of this stuff because for the longest time, for the last like 15, 20 years, there's been a huge wave of misogyny that took place in hip hop. Um, and you know, and it's, it's taking artists like Childish Gambino to, you know, to to wrest control from these these artists who who were just you know out of control. I mean, and I'm not talking just you know black artists, white artists too. You know, you got Machine Gun Kelly out there who's a pig. You've got Eminem who's done some pretty piggish things. You know, I, I mean, this is this is it, it, you know. Well, if but, we're gonna but, go after misogyny, there's a lot of misogyny in country music too. I oh mean, yeah, and rock and roll, and the music that I like too. But you know, g- and I only it, bring that up because I don't want it to look like we're just going no, after. No, there's misogyny everywhere, but it comes. It seems to come in waves. In you know, uh, decade by decade. So that was that's been the hardest time for me to you know because I want to I want to branch out. I want to be able to listen to all kinds of music, and I can. And thankfully, you know, people like Macaroni, you know, came along, and I'm friends with, and I love and I adore his music. But, you know, and, and he'll steer me towards another artist. If you like me, you, you like this, you know, this person, this person, or this person. And then, you know, if I, he listens to my music, I'm like, you might like this. Check this out. But, you know, I just, but anyway, but the, the main, main point of my argument is I disagree. It's not us. It's culture. It's our culture. You know, it, it, music has become so disposable, just like television with reality TV. I mean, could well, you, ma- you know, I mean, look at all the garbage TV shows that were made in the early 2000s that you're never going to see again, you know? I, I think that has to do with not necessarily, <coughs> when, when you talk of culture, I, oh, and I hope I'm not going into this place, the M word, but I think it's generational. I it, think it's I think it's generational. I, I mean, don't Kennedy, think you it and I is. are Gen X. I don't think it is you know? because there are so many Gen Xers out there that are fucking clueless about what's going on in the music world. You know, yeah. and the, the the Gen Xers are the ones who are saying the, the Gen Xers are are the ones who telling me I'm wrong about Greta Van um, Heusen or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> nice shirts. Yeah, yeah. I have a couple Van Heusen. Who is driving? Things. Who is driving the culture right now? Uh, well, uh, yeah. I mean, it's, y- it's generally it, it, and I don't want to say driving. I think I think a bigger thing here is, and I hope you don't mind. I'm kind of taking it off to to a. Uh, I think a bigger thought process is that right now. We have a millennial generation, which is huge. It's much bigger than Gen X. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not sure, but I think it might even be bigger than the baby boomers. And and the, the people who are in media and culture and those that write about culture mm-hmm. and who decide what gets put on the radio radio and, you know, the directors and the, and the managers and the art, you know, the art people, they're generally 
people my age and a little bit older. And they are catering to the generation right below us. Yeah. Well, and I'll say and it seems... the generation with the, below the, us is the one that's buying this. With the, the decline of music truly the began... Consumers. The, the decline of music uh, truly began, I think, in the late 80s, early 90s. When um, and and I'll say this too, uh, the the hair metal uh, portion of the '90s, I mean that that became such a, a parody of itself that people were cl- you know dying to see any kind of rock and roll that wasn't like that. Then grunge comes along, and grunge became a parody of itself even quicker than the hair metal. And you know, and then grunge died off, and then there was a resurgence. There was like more pop rock bands that started to come out in the mid to late '90s with like Weezer and you know Fallout Boy and stuff like that. And and you know that was good, and they maintained for a while. But you know they would have one big album, and then they're like, yeah, and then they're still around here and there. And then you have ever you know mainstays you know who come come out and every few years you know they'll have a hit. Well, they haven't in a while, but like U2 would pop up. There's a song. Oh, you two, we still love you too. Madonna. Oh, we still love Madonna. Well, we don't love Madonna anymore. You know and what happened in the late nineties? Uh, late ninety or two thousandsies? And I'm I'm not trying to dismiss anything that you're saying. I'm really thinking about this as you go along. But around the internet, two thousand. That's the you had the yes, you had the internet. You had Napster. You had people doing mm-hmm. downloads, and then. Somewhere in, in what, the mid-2000s is when, really, it was kind of the end of albums. Tapes yeah. went tapes went the wayside. And CDs really became just way less important because you could just mm-hmm. download an album. Oh, yeah. And I think going back to, to this generation, um, millennials, and I'm not knocking them, it, it is the instant gratification of music. Well, and it's also the disconnect with with how they listen to music. I mean, they they they're looking at us like we have three heads, and we're like, oh, here's my old tape collection. But here's the weird thing about this, and we're gonna we're gonna try and get back on track here in a minute. But you know how there's been the big vinyl surge that's been going on for a while. People are still listening to vinyl, buying new albums on vinyl like crazy. People love vinyl. Well. There's been a, a resurgence in cassette tape manufacturing and and in in selling. Yes, there have been huge. There uh, last year in 2018, um, there was a, a British study about this, um, but it's a novelty now. Kids are out buying cassette tapes. You know, younger younger kids are like, yeah, I want to buy a cassette tape like, you know, the guy has in Guardians of the Galaxy or that they were listening to on Stranger Things or whatever. So now we've got, oh you know, God. yeah, so we've got this full on like 80s renaissance with technology where cassette tape sales are up. The manufacturing is up. There's this one company I saw this brief documentary about who still makes cassette tapes and bands are ordering them. Um and that was one of them, the Guardians of the Galaxy soundtrack on on cassette tape that, because it was featured as you know the mixtape, you know. So that you brought that up is really interesting because my nephew is ten. He loves that movie, and he actually wants his mother to buy a VHS player. And wow. he wants to he wants a tape player. He's ten. 
I talked to my sister yeah. about this a couple of weeks ago. He wants a thing where he can actually play cassette tapes. Yeah. And I talked to her. I was like, I have probably about 300 cassette tapes to this Same day. here. Same here. Yeah. That's but, amazing to me. That's and amazing so, to me. I'm sorry so for now, your rant, Ken. So I'm waiting. So now me as the rare CD collector who's sitting in a room surrounded by beautiful, pristine copies of CDs, rare and hard to find. Joe, I'm waiting for the resurgence of the CD, and I think it's about 10 years away. He's right. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> you don't? I think he's right. Oh, we, well, I'll tell you what. We have a factory here in Scranton that uh, would love to hear that because it went out of business <laughs> because they made CDs, and now they make empty space. There are still companies. I mean, there's still companies making CDs. It's going to be what – basically what what's going to happen is, is more and more CD companies or you know production companies are going to be driven out of business, and then – once they have the resurgence, there's going to be a monopoly by the surviving manufacturers, like there is now with cassette tapes. Uh, I'll find, I'll try and find this documentary or this little uh, news story about the cassette tape company. But they're cranking them out. They're cranking them out. CDs will have their comeback. It's only a matter so it's, of time. It's good that I held on to my eight-track player. Yeah, uh, yeah. I had an eight-track player. <laughs> I don't and, think and, so. I had an eight-track player, and I had a a trailer that I hooked up to my car to carry my my tapes. Well, there you go. <laughs> yes. Oh my god. And I had and I had a thing in my car <coughs> called a reverberator. Did you, did you ever hear of those? I have. I have. Yeah, it just made made echoes in your car. Sure, bunch of springs. It, it was the oh, it was the coolest thing. Did it vibrate? Nice. No. It wasn't, a, it wasn't a sex toy. I would have sat in that That was last. That was Friday's show. That was Friday's show. <laughs> yes, you have uh, the wrong show. All right. You know, well, I'm thinking of starting yeah. a cover band. Uh, it, I'm th- okay. a, a, a Millie Vanilli uh, cover band okay. where I lip sync Millie Vanilli. Oh, that's super, super meta. It is. Wow. <laughs> That is, yeah, and let's not forget, yeah, the the, the Millie Vanilli won two Grammys, people. So just yeah, think they how gave that's back. true. Yeah, they, they had to back. give them back. But I mean, that's yeah. how much they vet uh, artists in the Grammys. Now, but but think of it: if you have a Millie Vanilli cover band that lip syncs Millie Vanilli, you can call it redundant. Sure. <laughs> Uh, but Ken, to go back to what you were saying about the Grammys, that's Drake. Who I don't listen to Drake. I didn't watch the Grammys this year. I love watching award shows. I was just, I was in my art studio. But Drake was the one who said to everybody in the audience, "If you're here, you already won. You don't need this award. You mm-hmm. don't need it. You won." And yeah. the Grammy, they cut him off oh, for saying sure. basically what's being said here right now. Yeah. But again, my larger argument, though, is not with the Grammys. It's with the rock community at large or people who co- claim to like rock and roll and say, oh, well, the, oh, we need this band that sounds just like Led Zeppelin because there are no bands that play rock and roll anymore with real drums and guitars. 
Well, I gave you 16 albums that came out last year, and if you missed out on them, it's your fucking loss, you goddamn pricks. So, <laughs> uh, <laughs> wow. Anyway, mm. I bought I bought nine of them. So anyway, uh, we're gonna go to the break. Uh, when we come back, uh, we'll talk politics. Talk about that wall. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That's smart. Uh, so anyway, yeah, we'll talk about That's some smart. shit when we come back. Uh, hang tight. We'll be right back with lots more Turn Up the Night right after this. Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick. So new and different, it won first prize at the International Inventors Exposition. <clears throat> KennyPick.com. This is metal aficionado Kenny Pick. Every weekday from 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern, it's Gods and Monsters. Gods of Metal and Monsters of Rock, right here on Indie Media Weekly. Brace yourselves for two big hours of hard rock and heavy metal, selected from my own personal music vault. You'll hear classics from the extended family trees of Black Sabbath, Deep Purple, and Kiss, heavy metal standards like Judas Priest, Iron Maiden, and Dio. You'll get a heap and helping of power metal, speed metal, thrash, melodic, glam, you name it, it's here. Except death metal and new metal. I do not like that stuff. You'll hear guitar virtuosos and shredders from the Leviathan and Shrapnel Records catalogs. Rare gems from the new wave of British heavy metal, some guilty pleasures in the form of 80s hair metal, and rock and metal from around the globe. Gods and Monsters. Every weekday from 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern, right here on Indie Media Weekly. And now, on with the show. Okay, you know, you know what you do? You, you buy yourself a tape recorder, you just record yourself for a whole day. I think you're going to be surprised at some of your phrasing. Turn up the night with Kenny Pick. What you're about to see is nothing short of a miracle. So revolutionary that at this point in time, there is nothing else like it anywhere. You may ask yourself, how is this possible? Computers, that's how. He has a machine and a cord right out of his computer. Prepare to make computer to computer contact. That is an easiest idea. Holy mackerel. The internet, that's the one with email, right? You've got mail. Yeah, who said that? Thank you. God bless the internet. That's where the real action is. Come on and take a look. This could be very interesting indeed. Hey, everybody. Sorry about that. I was uh, racing back to the computer. I had to go wash another cell phone. Uh, (laughs) Anyway, welcome back to the program, everybody. Uh, Thank you for letting me go off on my rock and roll rant in hour one. Uh, It was very therapeutic. So uh, welcome back to the show. Joe Santoris of Scranton, Pennsylvania, the the electric city. Sitting on a cornflake, waiting for the van to come. (laughs) <laughs> and <laughs> sitting on a conflict <laughs> waiting for the van fleet to come um van fleet, yes. a whole fleet of vans with women named yes. greta in them greta van Susteren in the lead yeah and uh of course rain from four freedoms blog washington dc welcome back hi hi so sorry about my hot mic oh sorry. think nothing of it think nothing of it so anyway, at least I wasn't flushing the toilet like I did many years ago. No, I caught it early. Uh, I, I, I was just glad to saw you type in the chat, so I was like, "Hot mic." So, um, <laughs> so yeah, we got it before uh, the damage was done. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, so here we go. We're gonna get to some audio here real quick. Um, 
Trump had a little one of his clan rallies yesterday. Um, yeah, I'm not going to play any of that audio. I mean, there might be some incidental audio in some of the clips that I play from that, uh, but it's all just to point out his stupid lies. Uh, also, actually, you know what? Before I get to that, I want to play this real quick because uh, for everybody freaking out about, um, uh, yeah, I think uh, who was that uh, that uh, representative uh, who made the uh, was it congresswoman or a senator? She she made the stupid anti-Semitic remarks on Twitter. Omar. Omar. Yeah. All right. So for Omar, all you, I don't ha- know if that's her first last name. Yeah, uh, it's Eliana uh, Omar, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so for all you hand ringers, and I'm not—I don't want to talk about that at, at length or anything—but for all you pearl clutchers and hand ringers, uh, conservatives, uh, here's Donald Trump in 2015 at the Republican Jewish Coalition in Washington D.C. Uh, a mere four years ago, the leader of your party, just so everybody remembers. I'm a negotiator like you folks. We're negotiators. Do you want to ne- renegotiate deals? We, some of us renegotiate deals. I would say about 99.9. Oh. Is there anybody that doesn't renegotiate deals? Adderall, this Adderall, this Adderall. I want to renegotiate this from. Perhaps more than any room I've ever spoken to. He's anti-Semitic. That's great. I've I've been called on that a couple of times, too. You're not going to support me, even though you know I'm the best thing that could ever happen to Israel. And I'll be that. And I know why you're not going to support me. And, you know, you're not going to support me because I don't want your money. You don't want to give me money, okay? But that's okay. Uh. You want to control your own politician. That's fine. Good. But I will tell think about wow. that, folks. Think, don't yeah, worry think about, about that. I understand. Hey, I, five months ago, I was with you. Who was better what? than me? Who is better than me? I gave $350,000 to the Republican Governors Association. I never even got a letter of thank you. Didn't even have to pitch that shit up. So, yeah, I understand. Are you serious? You, you, you didn't people, speed that up at all? No, that's exactly how I got it. Uh, oh I understand. God. You people, you negotiators, you all negotiate. You negotiate more than just about any other room I've ever spoken to. And I understand you people want to control your own politicians with your money. Because you people. I mean. That's really anti-Semitic. Just wildly and so. I'm, I, I, I don't. I have said this before on the show and I will say it again. I don't understand a lot of things when it comes to the Jewish religion and Israel. I mean, I understand the basics, Uh which I think we all understand. Sure. Israel was created as a place for Jewish people. But Israel is not the religion. So... Yeah, and the political parties I in Israel time and time are not again, the religion these either. These things get so conflated. Mm-hmm. Well, it's like if you're anti Bibi Netanyahu, you know, because he's a yes. right wing asshole, then you're an anti Semite and you don't support Israel. That is absolutely not the case. The fact that Israel exists is undeniable, and it's not, you know. People who are reasonable and rational can say, Israel, of course it has a right to exist. You can't change things. You can't go back and say, all right, maybe we just absorb all the, the you know, European Jews into the United States and England, you know, instead of founding, you know, founding Israel and Palestine. You know, I, I mean, we, we can't undo that. But what we can do is try and make it more tenable and maybe stop getting so aggressive with settlements 
you know, I don't know all the ins and outs of that, but I do know that, you know, people in Palestine, they're a little territorial when they keep getting pushed and pushed and pushed further and further, you know, away, you know, from, from where, you know, their ancestral lands. Yeah. And it's, yeah. It, colonialism is never, never good for both people, both parties involved. It's typically very one-sided. And, and you know what? And Hamas, they're fucking horrible. You know, there are, there are lots of wretched things that have happened. Uh, terrorist attacks that, uh, you know, but, you know, what we call, what, what, you know, somebody will call a terrorist attack from Palestine. Will they call, you know, the rockets launched from Israel a terrorist attack on Palestine onto schools and houses and things like that, you know, and, you know, and I'm not about to say that, it, it, you know, it's not an apartheid state because it kind of is. But I don't want to condemn every Israeli for that. I want to condemn the bad actors on both sides. And, you know, it's so, so touchy and so it, 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 it just unsolvable the way the way that you know uh, so many people on uh, again on both sides i'm not saying both sides are equal in any capacity i'm just saying that the language on both sides are, are incompatible and yeah. it's going to take a mastermind and that is not fucking jared kushner you know or, or a, a group of masterminds a group of masterminds to help solve the problem and yeah. you know, and, and it's not going to be in our lifetime. It's just not. Um, and and for Kevin Kevin McCarthy to come out and say that there's no room for anti-Semitism regarding Representative Omar, mm -hmm. um, he has done some really awful, terrible things that are posted on his Twitter feed. Shocker. I, I just I, I don't know this this particular subject is one that I do tend to try to t tread lightly because I do not like to. Netanyahu. I feel that his his super uber right wing government is awful. It's terrible. Yeah. And I sometimes wonder if if people like um, you know Representative Omar. Are, are saying things <clears throat> meant to be a response to him yeah, reactionary, and his yeah. government. And it's misunderstood sometimes. And I'm not excusing any of it because I don't know it well enough. Yeah, and, and it, I, I agree with you, you wholeheartedly. And, you know, a lot of times I'll just say, I don't even want to discuss this because I don't feel like I'm qualified to, to you know, talk about it. But... Oh, yeah. I, and me too. I just wanted to explain why I feel uncomfortable talking about it yeah. and where my place is from this because mm -hmm. I would like to learn more. I think I've said this for a, a long time on this show and elsewhere. I would like to learn more about it because it feels really uncomfortable. I feel like sometimes there are situations where um, anti-Semitism is getting conflicted with the right-wing government that is ruling yeah. Israel right now. Joe, why don't you jump in before we get to Fat Donnie's make-believe wall? <laughs> well, I mean, I, to me, it's it's simply separating Jewish people from the government of Israel. Period. Yeah. 
That's the beginning of the end of it. I do not agree with the stances of the government of Israel. Their stand on the West Bank. Their unbridled expansion. Okay? It's terrorism. No more than Hamas's terrorism. Or Al-Qaeda. And yeah. people don't want to say that. And what, what, what the congresswoman was saying in a, shall we say, insensitive way, was true. We have to rethink our attitudes if we're going to solve this. The United States is the most powerful country in the world, and we have influence over Israel. And somebody has to say to Netanyahu, you got to stop your nonsense, and we got to get to the table. Because the only solution is a two-state solution. Mm-hmm. And that's not anti-Semitic. That's anti-terror. Okay? We can't have an occupied territory. And the Palestinians aren't going to stand for it. And they shouldn't. No more than the Jewish people would stand for an occupied Israel. Yeah. They so unless we, unless we get smart in the United States and start admitting that we have to start putting pressure on our ally, okay, to stop their nonsense and get to the bargaining table that's palatable to the other side. We're never going to get a solution to this. And moving your embassy, okay, is just a kick in the face to the, to the Palestinians. Mm-hmm. And all it says is we've made our mark and that's it. We're not moving. Well, then you're never going to solve it. Sure. Well, and, and you know, but... And Thank back, you, Joe. Thank you for helping yeah. me understand a little better. And one more thing. And one more thing. Anti-Semitic nonsense. Remember, in Charlottesville, men in khakis, chart, yes. marching with torches, saying, Jews will not replace us. And the yeah. man in the White House said that they had some... Fine people. Nice people. Fine people in that group that were saying Jews will not replace us. By the way, just jump uh, in. That's not what Representative Omar said at all. She was going after, I think, APAC. Yes. 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 Okay. Who was simply asking that there be a a put put uh, uh, a ban on on commerce with people that 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 are supporting the Israeli government's position on Palestine, the West Bank, okay? That's that's what that's what she's saying. That's not my phone. My no, phone no, my phone got stupid phone. My phone got washed. <laughs> but but it, that's oh, what she's saying. She's saying so she's saying she's saying, look, let's have sanctions and the people that are supporting Netanyahu's terrorism. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I understand that. An, and that's no. not anti-Jewish. That's not anti-Semitic. That's looking for peace for both sides. Sure. For Christ's and, sake. And and that's the main reason why, you know, I mean, what her comments, I think, were a little inartful. Um, uh, but what Trump said... Far worse, far more anti-Semitic Trump, than anything she did. Trump was really anti-Semitic. He basically said, "Oh, you know, he, you people are, he, he yeah. fed into every fucking Jewish stereotype. Um, um, stereotype, yeah, he sure did, <sighs> right there." 
So you know, anyway, all the money and the Jews and the banks and all this Just other crap. Remember, and I can't say this enough. They were chanting, "Jews will not replace us." Yeah, yeah. Blood, and, and, blood yes. and soil. Yes. Yeah. Okay? Jews will not replace us. Kyle victory. And this man, the White House said, "They're fine people." We're saying, yep. "Hail victory." Richard and you're uh, gonna and you're Richard gonna Spencer. you're gonna lecture Omar, Congressman Omar, on anti-Semitism. Yeah. Shut your fucking mouth. Yeah, it kind of uh, pisses me off that really because of the political backlash, Nancy Pelosi did have to say you need to apologize. Um, and and what the other thing that pisses me off, evidently her apology wasn't good enough. I feel like it's fine. It's fine let it go because i don't think that this representative who is a freshman representative meant to be anti-semitic the only reason why she was called anti-semitic is because she's muslim yeah and she but was trump told that by a bunch of fucking right-wing christians in the gop quote-unquote christians um yes but anyway i i want to uh, i just want to i want to put a pin in this so we can we can roll along here um I, I, well, actually, we're probably going to have to save the the other stuff for uh, for later. Um, but no, uh, you know, another thing, everybody should go watch the documentary on Netflix, uh, Alt Right, uh, Age of Rage. Uh, it's oh. not. It's uh, it's a great documentary. Um, I forget the guy's name, but uh, let me let me look this up real quick because there is a guy that we should all be following. Uh, I just watched this last night. Uh, oh, rage! I'm I'm gonna look this up and see. Uh, uh, okay, okay. Is it? Um, yes. Daryl Lamont Jenkins is featured prominently in this documentary. Daryl Lamont Jenkins, uh, he's an Amer- from Wikipedia, an American political activist best known for founding One People's Project an organization based in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, closely aligned with the anti-fascist movement. Uh, And he serves as executive director to uh, the One People's Project. Antifa, right? This guy is Richard Spencer's, one of his biggest enemies. And when you see the confrontation, you, you see fucking... Richard Spencer in his little rotten tooth. Look, he has a rotten tooth on the bottom of his teeth. He's got a little little rotten tooth down there. Uh, but basically, uh, Daryl Lamont Jenkins, he's a bigger dude. Um, but uh, the, the documentary starts off with the only thing that uh, Richard Spencer can do is make fat jokes about Daryl Lamont Jenkins. Oh. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and once he met him, he's like, "Oh, you're still alive. I thought you would have died about from o- o- obesity by now." Yeah, he said that to his face. He said that to his face. Yeah. Uh. So yeah, and and I'll tell you what, oh. it, it it made me look a lot it, much differently, uh, anecdotally at least at Antifa. I don't disagree with Antifa at all. I am an anti-fascist. But this one people's project, um, I, I want to look more into it. I want to maybe see if I can get uh, uh, Mr. Jenkins on our show. Oh, that, that would be know. awesome. So uh, we're we're gonna see. But yeah, he was a fascinating dude too because he he was a 
He's part of the punk rock scene back in Philadelphia too, back in the day. Um, so I might actually cross paths with him because my old we played in uh, Philadelphia at least once on tour. He might have been at the at the show. I don't know. Um, but uh, but yeah, uh, great movie, Joe, on Netflix. Great documentary, alt right, Age of Rage, and it does not make the alt right uh look very good at all <laughs> um but the only way you may have to make them look bad is just let them open their mouths right joe that's the way i look at it yeah to me so. the, the, the hypocrisy is stunning 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 yeah after you had trump make all those anti-semitic remarks four years ago Say that oh these fine these we got some fine Nazis over here who killed a woman yep. uh, uh, who was on the left and you know and and I love it too because I'll get in arguments with people in the the hive of scum and villainy and they'll be like oh Democrats started the Klan and oh it's like well the the, the okay yeah well go look at the unite the right rally and all the people who were down there to support trump and decided to kill a, a woman on our side and tried to kill even more well you know maybe democrats conservative democrats conservative southern democrats started the clan but if you don't know history and you don't know the southern strategy and you don't see with your very own fucking eyes on television, Nazis embracing Trump and Trump embracing Nazis, you're lost. So, uh, but anyway, but no, it's Antifa. It's Antifa. How many people have Antifa killed again? Uh, I won't hold my breath because it was none. Um, so anyway, uh, all right. Well, it is break time once again. And oh, I forgot to load up the green news report, but I have it here. I have it here, everyone. Uh, but yeah, anyway, uh, good segment guys. Thank you. And we'll, uh, uh, we'll have a little bit more fun later and, uh, yeah. So hang tight. We'll be right back with more turn up the night right after the green news report, right after this. Oh, name calling birthdays, all that. I think we have a special birthday in the chat. Turn up the night with Kenny Pick every Tuesday and Friday from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern. All of us need to stop focusing on the lobbyists and the bloggers and the talking heads on radio and KennyPick.com. Ah, banana oil. It's Tuesday, February 12, 2019. Today is the day that we truly embark on a comprehensive agenda of economic, social, and racial justice in the United States of America. Green News Report special coverage. The Green New Deal. This is the new climate democracy of the people, by the people, for the planet. What's in it, what's not, and what happens next? All of that and whatnot straight ahead. From Bradblog.com, I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyan. Stand by for six minutes of independent green news, politics, analysis, and snarky comments. This is a horrific, frightening, frankly, piece of legislation. One of the most dangerous, impractical, misguided, economically guaranteed to be devastating plans ever championed by any American politician, guaranteed to fail, and the results will be disastrous for the American people, beyond dangerous, beyond scary. (laughs) So how do you really feel about it, Sean Hannity? Are you scared? This is your Green News Report. Okay. 
Okay, Desi Doyen, a lot going on, a lot of green news to cover, some new presidential candidates, an oil spill, but I think it's important to focus, as you do today, on the Green New Deal. Yep, the Green New Deal has now moved from vague concept into the development phase. Democratic Congresswoman Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez of New York and veteran Senator Ed Markey of Massachusetts introduced the official non-binding resolution on Thursday. It's a sweeping and comprehensive roadmap for action on man-made climate change, and Sean Hannity notwithstanding, it is commensurate with the speed and scope that scientists say is necessary to avoid catastrophic and irreversible climate change impacts while also creating millions of jobs. The overarching goal, as condensed by Vox.com environment and energy journalist David Roberts in a recent broadcast, a program to eliminate greenhouse gases from the U.S. economy through vigorous public investment and job creation. Well, that puts it well. Yes, it does. Modeled after President Franklin Delano Roosevelt's successful New Deal during the Great Depression, the U.S. wartime mobilization that helped win World War II, and President John F. Kennedy's successful Moonshot Initiative, the ambitious Green New Deal framework specifically sets a goal of achieving net zero emissions and creating millions of jobs through massive public works investment in upgrading infrastructure, manufacturing, and industry to cut emissions and increase resiliency, cleaning up decades of pollution, and ensuring just transition funding for all communities and workers, especially frontline and vulnerable communities, like cleaning up pollution and guaranteeing the pensions of retired coal miners. It calls for a 10-year mobilization effort to get the U.S. on the path to rapid decarbonization to cut the U.S. contribution to global greenhouse gases that cause dangerous man-made climate change. It specifies 12 projects for getting there, including upgrading every U.S. building for maximum energy efficiency and transitioning the U.S. electric grid to 100% zero-carbon sources. It also calls for cleaning up decades of pollution, protections for workers, universal health care, and a federal job guarantee for those who want to work on the Green New Deal. It also avoids prescribing or prejudging any specific policies like, say, a carbon tax. Now, contrary to many media reports, nothing in the resolution refers to cars, airplanes, cows, or anything else. For the record, Ocasio-Cortez's staff retracted a mistakenly posted early draft document containing language that is not a part of the official resolution. In a press conference, Ocasio-Cortez answered the question of how to pay for it by pointing to previous major federal expenditures like wars, bank bailouts, and the Republicans' trillion-dollar tax cut, while noting that the Green New Deal will generate jobs and a return for taxpayers. This is an investment. You know, for every $1 that we spend on infrastructure, we get a return on that investment. For every $1 that we spend on tax cuts, we get less than a dollar back. And so this is about making smart investments, um, and this is about making investments that actually generate returns and not lying about the fact that they generate returns. They actually generate returns. And, of course, extensive research shows that the cost of action on climate change is far, far cheaper than the cost of catastrophe. Extreme weather disasters in the United States in 2018 alone cost the U.S. $100 billion. In 2017, the cost of extreme weather disasters cost $300 billion. 
The non-binding resolution has garnered the support of more than 60 congressional Democrats in the United States House and Senate and all of the declared 2020 Democratic presidential candidates. But it will not pass as long as Republicans control the United States Senate. That gives the Green New Deal architects less than two years to fill out the framework with concrete legislation. So this isn't so much about saving the world in the next year or two. This is about 2020 and laying out uh, the direction that Democrats wish to go. That is, if the Democratic Party fully comes on board with the Green New Deal. Exactly. For much more on this story and all of the ones we couldn't get to today, thanks to Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, you can check out our website at greennews.bradblog.com. Find us, follow us, and share us planetwide on the Facebooks and the Twitters at Green News Report. I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyne. And this has been your Green News Report. This is Indie Media Weekly, extraterrestrial radio, all the power without the tower. This is Kenny Pick on Turn Up the Night. I've loved you from the first time I heard your voice. You use your tongue prettier than a $20 whore. You're like a word genius, and everything I say, you twist it around and make me look dumb. I like the way he talks. Mm-hmm. Do you really think that people don't know the things that I say? At IndieMediaWeekly.com. He even talks honky. Conservatives are racist. That's right. That's right. Conservatives are racist, Sean Hannity. Conservatives are racist. That's right. Thank you. Thank you for the confessional, Sean. Uh, welcome back to the program. Of course, Rain from Four Freedoms blog, Washington, D.C. Welcome back to the program. Hello. Hello, Howdy. dear friends. Hello. And, of course, Joe Santorsa, Scranton, Pennsylvania, the Electric City. Are you ready to give some uh, some shout-outs, some name-calling? <coughs> okay. We have a birthday, too. Yeah, okay, good, good. You got it duly noted there. I appreciate that. And, uh, all right. So let's, uh, oh, I forgot to open the jingles cart because we were so late tonight, but here we go. Go up to Scranton with me. Big place where dreams come true. There is no such thing as an appropriate joke. That's why it's a joke. I say it ain't so joke. I'm going to have to be taking your car today. See, I have some top-secret clown business that supersedes any plans that you might have for this here vehicle. Here we go. <laughs> Buckle up. It's going to be a bumpy one. We could jam and joke your lives. What's the matter, kid? Don't you like clowns? All right, let's get straight to the biscuits. There you go, buddy. I love clowns. I biscuits. Love clowns. Yeah. I love biscuits, too. Sure. Who doesn't? Okay. Tonight, we have a robust chat room. Robust. Yeah. Robots? 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 Robots. Robots. We're not going to build a wall around it. We're going to let them free. Okay. (laughs) Let let them run roughshod over the the nation of Turn Up the Night. That's right. Okay. We have Adam Hebert. We have Bobber. We have the birthday boy, Fesser Frank. Oh, Fesser Frank. 
Yes, yes, our birthday boy. Okay, we have Heather. We have Jay Collie. We have Living on Long Island. I don't know if Kenny Pick Sr. is listening, but if you are, hey, Kenny Pick Sr. He's probably we sleeping. Have, he's he's been huh? getting to bed. He's been getting to bed a lot earlier lately. So, uh, but yes, uh, yes, he'll be back with us. Yes, and besides, he can't listen to us because he'll laugh and that hurts. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yes, we have meow goodness. We have Michelle in South Florida. We have Moonmare. We have Presnit. We have Sandy in Durwood. Scooter cans. Theo. Tim Coramal of the Tim Coramal Show. And last but definitely never least, Trojan Rabbit. There we go. And of course, That's we probably have Miles might be lurking too. He might be listening. I'm sure Miles is lurking. I hope him and Michelle uh, are feeling better because I think I think I caught what they had on Skype from them. Oh, uh, so no, <laughs> you got a uh, contact cold. I did a, 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 a Skype. Skype, you know, Skype gets God. buggy all the time. So. I think that's the God, problem. That's one of the ways to transmit a virus, the rhinovirus. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but no, I, I don't have it nearly as bad as a lot of people have. I didn't have a fever or anything like that. It's strictly just, it's it's a upper respiratory infection. I get them all the time when the weather changes. So, I mean, I'll get run down on the worst day of it, especially if I don't have like DayQuil. And that was yesterday. Uh, but you know, I'm fine now. I just sent, oh, I just sound st- sound stuffy. By the way, I am stuffy. Besides yeah. Fester Fink's Frank's uh, birthday, yeah. we have to give him an anniversary thing because it was his uh, three year work anniversary. Oh, holy crap! Okay, yeah, it's old Fester so, Frank. Oh, I, I got a, I got a special I got a, a bonus for him since since. People don't always have birthdays and work anniversaries or any kind of anniversaries at the same time. So I'm going to have to throw right. on something extra here to make right. this super special. So I hope it's on a I hope it's on a, a cassette tape. Me. Why do you have to go and ruin it? <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, actually, it's a spicy meatball. Oh, mia, that's a spicy meatball. Uh, but no, actually, that's not it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, uh, we're, we're, we'll, we'll do it right. So here's your birthday boner, Fesser, Frank. This is your birthday song. It doesn't last too long. Hey, hey, your birthday song. It doesn't last too long. Hey, hey. Thank you, thank you, all dear friends. Welcome to my and here's your anniversary. Happy anniversary. Oh, happy anniversary. Happy anniversary. Happy anniversary. Happy anniversary. Pour a cheerful toast and fill it. Happy anniversary. But be careful you don't spill it. Happy anniversary. Oh, happy anniversary. Happy anniversary. Happy anniversary. Happy anniversary. And here is your bonus yodeling pickle. So, and not only that, because this only happens once in a blue moon, 
Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm going to play you uh, Kellyanne Conway's Pundit Blues. I've got the Pundit Blues. Oh, dear God. I've got the Pundit Blues. <laughs> yeah, so there you go. And uh, in addition to that... I, 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 let me see. See, uh, you played Kellyanne Conway, and now we can't go forward because that woman is so awful that she filtrates our mind with her awfulness. She's like a it's like true. a shark in a spacesuit. Yeah, yeah. Well, and also, um, we'll uh, we'll give you some putting on the mitt too. If you're rich and out of touch with those poor folks that always seem to get pink slips, putting on the mitt. Come, let's mix where corporate banks pull their tricks in quiet rooms full of, well, you know, putting on the mitt. A multi-million dollar politician. Trying hard to look like a mortician. Magic underpants. Oh, my. So, oh my goodness! My goodness! <laughs> Did y'all uh, hear how Kellyanne Conway suddenly decided to make public that she was accosted? Accosted by Acosta? No, she was evidently. She really was. I think she was somebody. Um, she was in a restaurant in 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 Maryland. I don't know where. Um, and a woman came up to her and was like, you are the worst. And she grabbed her. Oh, my. She got throttled? It was just this week. Huh? She got throttled? I think so. Yeah. <laughs> we can talk about it on Friday. But, yeah. Kellyanne Conway got assaulted. And just just this week we found out about it. Wow. That's bonkers. I don't believe the story's not true. Because I have a feeling if I saw Kellyanne Conway, I don't think I would touch her physically, but I think we would have words. I'll tell you what, I'd backhand uh, 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 Donald Trump Jr. so fast that fucking Grecian formula hot mess on his face would go flying against the wall. <laughs> stick and slide down. Just yeah, He's pretty awful. What a dirty fucker. Calling... Uh, teachers losers last night yes didn't yeah, he say about, don't let the, don't go ahead joe i'm sorry oh i was gonna say how about the savage comment on elizabeth warren it never I, fucking I, ends I was less, see here's the thing i was i heard about that comment but i was less offended by that comment than i was where he basically said don't be indoctrinated indoctrinated by your teachers and don't let your don't let teachers make you liberals no no he said that they they're from a young age they're indoctrinating you with socialism all those loser teachers yeah. are doing that and it's like oh yeah oh oh, oh yeah oh all, all that horrible socialism we have in our country i don't i'm not even going to rattle off the list of what socialists in this country jesus christ yeah, it was just. Sorry, we can't all get teachers. small. We can't all get small million dollar loans from our great grand uh, from our grandfather, Don Junior. So you can fucking yeah. live, you know, rent free in the world for fucking eternity, and um, 
you know, grow shitty beards that you can dye. He's dying that beard. He is dying that beard. A lot of the uh, teachers are socialists because they, uh, because they actually spend their own money to buy supplies for their True. students. True. True. True yeah. socialism. But yeah, Heather Heather says so. Don Jr. called teachers losers. Screw him. Yeah, he absolutely did. And yeah, screw him with somebody else. I wouldn't even screw him with somebody else's dick. So, um, what a fucking. He's got, he's got little marks all over him from people touching him with. 10 foot poles oh my god Ser- <laughs> uh his ex-wife being one of them so i mean yeah yeah uh- i found that so disgusting to go after public teachers when he never had to go to a public education or public school ever in his life no ever he never had to he work for an education like to be an he never had to his education public school he never had to work for an education his education was guaranteed just like his father's. None of them ever had to work for an education. If they started to slip, it didn't matter. It was paid for. They were getting the grade yeah. no matter what. In the I mean, ignorance I'm of the trap, the, the ignorance... I sort of feel like um, ig- Don Jr. has as much empathy as his father. Their ignorance and trashiness is on exhibit all the live long day and you know that somebody who had to work for an education is never that willfully ignorant or that ugly about the world around them you know because it's either people who are you know got an education that was paid for that they didn't have to work for and they glided through or people who just chose not to get that education at all whether it was through school through college, through practical life experience, empathy, what have you. You know, learning to, to understand people around you on your own. You know, those are the people who are drawn to the trash of the of, of the Trump family. And the Trump yeah, family, the they are who, trash. They, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I, 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 there are times right now where I'm going back to families like the Bush family. Bush Jr. Mm-hmm. and his daughters, and they actually have empathy. Yeah. Their mother was a librarian. You know? One of the Bush daughters yeah. became a teacher, and I don't like them. Loser they, teacher. They, they have they have empathy. They're, oh, God damn it. And yeah. why was that stupid twerk there to begin with? I don't know. He shouldn't have been, though. So, the base um, salary for a teacher in the Scranton School District is around $35,000. Yeah, that's sad. And this is 2019. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So That's what it was back in the 1970s when I graduated college. It's ridiculous. Let that sink in. Yeah. And you know what? Like I said, most of these teachers not only are giving their own money, but their own time to these students. Yes. They care about these students. So much so that the students walked out with them. Yeah. Yes. And he never had to worry about it. His teachers never had to worry about money or supplies or anything else because he got the best teachers, even though they were wasted on him. Yeah. And they always were well supplied and they always were well uh, 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 compensated for Mm -hmm. what they did. 
I oh. would what when I was uh I was in um one of the high schools I went to or no was uh, uh yeah was the high school yeah um I went to Columbiana High School I was trying to remember because it's so long ago I think it must have been my freshman year at Columbiana High School in the mid eighties um the teachers went on strike and this is when I first learned about what teachers were going through and what they were giving up and what they were uh, up against. And of course, dad and mom, you know, being very much liberal and union minded because dad's time with the UAW uh, and my mom, her mother was a teacher and um, we walked out. We walked out of, of that. We did not go in. We went in one day during the teacher's strike and when we saw the scabs, sorry, I'm going to call them scabs. When we saw the scabs who crossed the picket line to go in and teach, and they didn't know what the fuck they were doing, we were like, oh, no, we're, we're not going to learn anything here. We're out. We're gone. So the next day, you know, I mean, that day, we all walked out. We all walked out. I actually got on the news um uh, uh the awesome. local the local news channel you know somebody's like i saw you on tv last night i was like yeah that was me and i you know but i you know i, I just went in you know uh, the, the reporter came up and was like yeah so what's it like in and i was like just chaos it was you know the the people they uh, hired to fill in for our teachers didn't know what they were doing couldn't control the the situation and we all walked out and that's what it was. So I, I've been very cognizant of what teachers go through. I, you know, there there have been some issues I've had with certain people that I know who are teachers, who I know are, are, are you know, but it, I mean, they're they're just petty things, you know. It's just minor shit. Um, but for the for the most part, overall, no, calling teachers losers, I wouldn't want to teach kids. Not the fucking MAGA cult, you know, people's kids. That's for sure. Could you imagine? No. I, 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 all of, almost every friend of mine from college went into education. And they are some of the most dedicated people I know. Uh, like I said, they started with a base salary that was next to nothing. Mm-hmm. And... You, you know, you say, oh, well, they, they only work a couple hours a day. They work 24 hours a day. Yeah. They used to do extracurricular activities with these kids. They used to go yeah. out at night with these kids on buses to events. And this was all in their own time. Yeah. Yeah. You know, grading papers, doing things at night when when they're, they're not paid for that. You know, g- giving up their summers, uh, tutoring s- students to help them out. You know, I mean, this is all the stuff nobody sees. And 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 then they say, you know, oh, well, they they make it sound like these teachers are making one hundred fifty thousand dollars a year, and they only work three hours a day. Well, who the hell is educating your stupid kids? Yeah, you know. Yeah. They they yeah. They, they, they your kids spend more time with those people than they spend with you, probably. Mm-hmm. Thank and probably thankfully. No, actually, it's not probably. I I have uh, one of my best friends from high school is an educator in New Jersey, and she said that she has spent more time with her kids 
in class than her kids that she gave birth to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it's it's not a probably thing. No, I meant, I was saying the other way around. These kids spend more time with their teachers than they do with their own parents. Oh. Yeah, there. Yeah, there's that too. Yes. So, um, anyway, sorry I didn't mention it, but yeah, obviously we're not going to do reverse call-in tonight. Uh, I haven't had a lot of takers on reverse call-in, so, and my apologies about the Skype thing. i got to check with them again. I'm just going to have to bug them every few weeks or so to try and get this number working. Um, that's so annoying. Um, but, uh, but yeah, uh, this shit show that happened last night, this, this, this rally... Uh, from what I saw of it, it was just it, it was just another grotesque lie fest. Uh, and uh, and actually, you know what? Uh, let, let's go ahead and go to the break now because some of what we're talking about is going to come up when we return from the break. Uh, but I, I do have a fair amount of audio, but I want to make sure we also uh, have some fun and uh, wrap up on time. We'll do some Mad Libs. Um, but yeah, let's go, let's go to the break early. And, uh, like I said, we'll come back and continue on Trump's MAGA Nazi rally and, uh, get into some other stuff as well. So hang tight. We'll be right back with more turn up the night right after this. Turn up the night with Kenny Pick. If you've got a chair, sit down. Relax. I, I'm not, I got I got some stuff to say here. Broadcasting live on Indie Media Weekly Radio. Light out, everybody. Every Sunday and Monday at 10.30 p.m. Eastern, Indie Media Weekly presents the Sci-Fi Double Feature with two old-time radio shows from the science fiction and horror genre. The Sci-Fi Double Feature every Sunday and Monday at 10.30 p.m. Eastern right here on Indie Media Weekly. <laughs> and now, on with the show. The wall will get what? Turn up the night with Kenny Pick. What you're about to see is nothing short of a miracle. So revolutionary that at this point in time, there is nothing else like it anywhere. You may ask yourself, how is this possible? Computers, that's how. He has a machine and a cord right out of his computer. Prepare to make computer to computer contact. It is an idiot idea. Holy mackerel. The internet, that's the one with email, right? You've got mail. Yeah, who said that? Thank you. God bless the internet. That's where the real action is. Come on and take a look. This could be very interesting indeed. That's right. The wall will get butt. The wall will get butt. No. <laughs> the wall won't even get butt. Anyway, welcome back to the program. Uh, Joe Santoris of Scranton, Pennsylvania, the Electric City. Welcome back to the program, sir. Finish the wall. Finish the wall. The wall what? will get butt. Yeah. <laughs> what? What? Well, we'll get butt. Uh, and of course, Rain from Four Freedoms Blog, Washington, D.C. Welcome back to the program to you as well. That wall is ass. The wall will get butt. That's ass. <laughs> <laughs> uh, something. Something along those lines. All right. So let's go ahead and get to some of the audio we have here. Uh, thank God for Fox News. Uh, uh, let me see. Do I have that around? Um, yeah. 
Thank God for Fox News. Only when it's Shepard Smith. Because Shepard Smith uh, took down Trump's uh, lies about the wall last night at his little uh, MAGA, MAGA terrorist, the MAGA bomber rally. Our reporting begins with a bipartisan deal on border security. Oh, yeah, 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 because there's a there's a bipartisan deal coming down that Trump hates. <laughs> and uh, as I think Joe pointed out this morning, they're just going to throw it in uh, Trump's fat lap and <laughs> let him deal with it. Isn't that what you said this morning, Joe? Or was that you, Rain? One of you guys. That was, that was Rain. Oh, that was you, Rain. Take okay. For that. Right. Do it. Yeah, definitely. And the reason take why credit. I say that is because it's it sounded like. Um, so last night they came to a deal, and today on the floor, uh-huh. Mitch McConnell's like, we want to vote on this quickly. We just want to vote on this. like, oh, and, and everything I was reading is, is really interesting, because everything I was reading was like, yeah, McConnell is not even going to Trump to say, can I vote on this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that. Because they don't want the shutdown shit, you know? I mean, because no. we're, we're what... Uh, how far are we away from, uh, like, a day and a half away from the next potential shutdown? Friday. Friday. Yeah, so two and a half days. Uh, yep. Not even, th- almost two days. Um, yep. So, uh, so yeah, so uh, so this, this bipartisan deal is coming through. Trump hates it. McConnell's like, sure, well, okay, well, that sounds good to me. Um and uh yeah so so listen to this reporting begins with a bipartisan deal on border security the senate majority leader the republican mitch mcconnell calls it good news his democratic counterpart chuck schumer calls it a path forward some more conservative republicans are crying foul but president trump are you happy am i happy at first glance i just got to see it the answer is no i'm not i'm not happy but am i happy with where we're going i'm thrilled because we're supplementing things and moving things around and we're doing things that are fantastic and taking from far less really from far less important areas oh really and uh the bottom line is we're building a lot of walls that's incorrect. He's been saying it for a while now, but it's simply not true. The facts are these. Workers have replaced and repaired sections of the existing wall and fences, but so far they have not built anything new. Construction is set to begin on a 14-mile extension in the Rio Grande Valley later this month. And this just-announced deal in Congress could create 55 miles of new fencing and barrier. No wall. That's if it passes in Congress and if the president signs it. And even then, it's 10 miles less than what lawmakers offered the White House last year, (laughs) long before the government shutdown. Still, there is some wiggle room that could allow the president to add more money for his proposed wall and more money for detaining people, presuming, of (laughs) course, this deal gets done. At his rally last night, the president said the wall in El Paso, where he was having a rally, turned a violent city safe. County officials passed a resolution condemning the president of the United States for that inaccurate assertion. Bullshit. You see, in 2006, when Congress authorized the El Paso section of steel fence, violent crime levels were at historic lows. They remain at low levels, as the Republican El Paso mayor explained yesterday. But I don't care whether a mayor is a Republican or a Democrat. They're full of crap when they say it hasn't made a big difference. 
to that assertion, the Conference of Mayors issued a statement saying, in part, this is simply untrue. Yeah, so uh, it doesn't matter what facts are. Trump can, you know, defy those, defy reality, and the cult will uh, whoop and holler and cheer and say, you're right, fat Donnie, even though that crime never existed, it did in our minds, and now it doesn't exist no more. From something that happened in 2006? Was built in two thousand six. <laughs> yes, I mean, yes. It, it's also- well. How about his latest idea? Did you see his latest idea? No. Oh, what's that? Oh, what? <laughs> he now. This is brilliant. I, I now. I have to agree with him on this one. This is okay. going to go over big. Sure, I bet. Trump today floated the idea of having a big salute to America in Washington D.C. on the Fourth of July. Oh dear God! Complete with fireworks. Oh, the thing yes. that already exists? Uh, well, how could it exist if he just thought of it? I'm telling you. I got a big call idea. The salute, the salute to America. I got Are you a, kidding me, Joe? No, 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 no. He, he, wants, he, he came up with this. He wants to have a parade and a fireworks display. Oh, They're wow. looking at sites now, he said. Are oh, you going to have this fireworks display? Okay, I would so, suggest... Joe. I would suggest the Capitol steps and the mall. But he was looking at the Lincoln Memorial at the other end, I guess. Are you fucking kidding? Joe. No, I'll put the link right in the, the chat. I, right I, got a, I, got a, I got a special salute. Uh, uh, Rain probably, and both of you guys probably know. I, I think we should uh, all give Trump a Bronx cheer uh, for that there idea. You, I just put the link <laughs> in there. He's thinking of having a salute to America on the 4th of July complete. Jesus With fireworks. Christ. They're looking oh at sites now for that fireworks. This fucking God, Joe. <laughs> yes, they're looking you know, now. I'm losing my mind. They should we're probably start. Fourth of... Where, they sh- where would they, they have They should that? probably start you know looking in could... Washington, D.C. What happens every I got year? An idea. I bet you they could have a bunch of entertainers come. They could set up I like a that... stage. What do you think? Oh. Set a stage up. Like, oh, 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 wait, Joe, 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 I have a better oh, idea. A sound go system, ahead. a sound system, too, to go yes, with the stage. Yes. And some yes. people people running production. Yes. Oh, my God. Wouldn't yes. that be great? I mean, so it's not just, you know, and there's like a schedule where, you know, the, the, you know, one act goes on. And then when uh-huh. they're done, maybe on another stage, another act has already been set up. And then they right can play. Right? Oh, my, my gosh. For that act, right? I think we're on to something. I think we're on to something I, here. I, I, oh, you know what else? At the end, fireworks, I, and they could play Tchaikovsky. I, oh, I oh that's, I cannot even. I cannot even. About that. It's too Polish. No, no, no. This is a thing that happens every year. It happens. It exists. It's something Not, that I've been to. I've seen it in real life. Trump needs to stop gaslighting America. He just thought of it. No, no. works. No. Why the whole no. thing? No. If only they could he find us. I don't know he, where they would have he, this. Though. Where would they have it? My God. Where would where would you would, this? You have tipped me over the edge, sir. I am <laughs> over the edge. Where would, where would they do this? I'm and over the edge. Right. He really Having said money. this. 
another? Like in, in some kind of order that you preordain? Oh my god. You know, that all the acts don't come on stage all at once? Oh, I'm sorry. I said what I said Tchaikovsky Ch- Ch- might be too Polish, but he's actually Russian, so uh, that that would work out just fine. Um, <laughs> I'm reading this. I can't even believe this. Yes, read the Daily Mail. It'll okay. be. A, he said it. It will be a gathering as opposed to a parade. I guess you'd have to say perhaps it's a, like a memorial. What? what? Sure. I, so, oh wait, wait. I get it now. I get it now. I get it now. Parades involve too much physical exercise. So he just wants a stationary parade. Uh-huh. <laughs> or maybe one thing. the 4th of July celebration on the National Mall. Yeah. Well, but no parades oh, though. I've been there. Parade parades you'd yeah, have to move around too much. He's going to have it at the Lincoln Memorial. You're thinking of the one on the other end of the he okay. just wants to. He just wants to be dipped into so, a, okay, a vat wait, of warm John, gravy. You're basically, saying he wants to move the fireworks from the Capitol. <clears throat> the ones, the no, because the fireworks don't happen at the Capitol. They uh, happen just just to the east of the Washington Monument. Okay. Well, so he's basically saying, let's move it to the other end. Go this down. is the stupidest goddamn thing. This is really stupid. Well, I gotta I say the idea. Why didn't, why didn't anybody think of this before? Jay Collie has a great idea that Donnie's sharts could replace the cannons. <laughs> Twenty-one sharts <laughs> salute. Hey, thank you, Jay Collie. Thank you, Jay Collie. Can we just put? Can we just put? Can we just put Donnie into the cannon? And see what happens with the shorts and the flatulence. Um, it would be patriotic. I don't know. Oh, I, I I think I know how a, a Trump cult uh, uh, Fourth of July goes down. This. Here, this is uh, here. I got some audio. Of, <laughs> I got some audio of how a Trump cult Fourth of July. And I'm really astounded. Hold on. Hold on. I have a I have an audio clip of how a Trump cultist Fourth uh, of July happens. I just found a bag of fireworks in the men's restroom. Would you guys like to light them off? Yeah, so. <laughs> uh, I say he, he got this idea on, on Bastille Day, the 14th of July. And he says, we have, wait, there's a, a day in July that we celebrate. What, what was that? How like, many years it's like Bastille Day, only it's, it's uh, not Bastille Day. It's another day. It's earlier well, in July. Here, here's the thing. In, 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 I know we're trying to be fun. Mm-hmm. And having some fun, sexy time, but he has That's been smart. president for two. <laughs> He's not. He's not. America. That's smart. Not like dumb. Not dumb. Like everybody says. Like dumb. You I'm guys sorry. are killing me. He's been the president for two Fourth of Julys in office. I'm very but much you know looking what? forward to the moment when that stops. I don't think he came up with this himself. I think Mark Whitaker came up with this. Ooh! <laughs> yes, I think it was his idea. He said, "You know, you know what, boss? We should have Trump fireworks on the Fourth right of July." <laughs> Whitaker does not have acres of wit. I can tell you that. Um, I, no. But Trump said these things. <clears throat> I don't Wine care doodle. if Whitaker said this. I all the joking aside, and I know we have to get back on track, but God damn it! 
Trump said these things, it could be an exciting day. It could hey, be. In an office idea. on the fucking 4th of July, he's seen the fireworks. We've got pictures of him and melanoma. I got another I got another idea. What is he talking about, this about? How about this one? On the third Thursday in November. What is that, Taco Tuesdays? Yeah, well, right now, but we can make it into a celebration of Thanksgiving Jesus for all we have. What and about? We could, like, uh, get the family together and roll something, like maybe a duck. This or a dog. Crazy. Or, you know. or a monkey. This is, this is, <laughs> or a, monkey. This is a man who is not, <laughs> he doesn't have his mind. <laughs> or... or or a wildebeest, a migrant, a migrant, <laughs> migrants, oh. and then we can have Thanksgiving. Migrants are game birds, I heard. Oh yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, it's gamey. Oh hey, it's uh, the wild wang doodle. Wang doodle. Yeah. Uh, yes. Anyway, all right. I do have some audio we need to get to before we get too too long. Okay, I, I went sorry. to I went to break early just for this because <laughs> I have an uncut piece of audio from nicole wallace from today about this shit and uh, nicole wallace had a panel I'll, I'll try and pull it up on mediaite and figure out who who all was on the panel but i recorded this right before we, we went on air um so i didn't get a chance to well uh, not right before we went on air but uh right before my computer decided to update um but yeah nicole wallace minus uh of course steve schmidt he walked off his own podcast the other day. <laughs> I don't know if you did. You guys hear about that? Steve Schmidt walked off his own, own uh, yes. podcast the yes. other day because he was asked. Yes. How about him? Oh, yeah, he's a hot mess. Oh, how the yes. semi mighty have, have fallen. Um, oh, wow. but yeah, Steve Schmidt. Stop! Don't come back. No, please. <laughs> yes. Just keep going. <laughs> but Nicole Wallace is still forging ahead, and God bless her. This is like a seven-minute-long seven clip, and I'm going to try and pause it at least twice. Uh, but I want to hear the whole thing because their panel was so great on this, um, this, this deal, this bipartisan deal that they're throwing, as Rain said, in Donnie's fat lap <laughs> and saying, <laughs> it's on you. It's on you, uh, uh, Chubbs. What are you going to do? And uh, but yeah, so uh, listen to this. Not even close to what he'd asked for, and I don't even think it reaches the levels that were available to him before he shut down the government. Phil Rucker, your colleague Aaron Blake, I think has written the um, appropriate obit on the shutdown that it was all that pain, all that economic anxiety for the federal workers and federal contractors for nothing. Yeah, that's right. The dollars uh, simply don't add up to anywhere close to what Trump has been demanding for the border wall. And the other thing that that sort of at nothing is the political advantage. The president has used every tool in his toolkit the last six or eight weeks here to try to galvanize public support for the wall. And we're seeing again and again in uh, that not only do the majority of Americans blame him with the government shutdown. I want to pause it real quick. Um, there are like three or four glitches in this audio that I had no control over. It's from whoever encoded the video. But anyway, people are still blaming Trump for the shutdown. But the wall is not any more popular. It's obviously very popular with Trump supporters, but with the rest of the country, with the mainstream of the country and, and, and with Trump opponents, uh, the wall is not popular and he's not been able to sort of sway public opinion in a dramatic way, which he had hoped. 
Heidi, so much losing. Um, and, and really, the losers will be the, 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 the victims whose funds will now be pilfered for Donald Trump's vanity project. He now, if he, if he does as Phil Rucker reports um, he plans to do, if he, if he puts together some executive order and starts picking and choosing from projects that are already funded, I, I imagine on the menu will be the fire and flood victims in California, uh -huh. the victims of Puerto Rico. I mean, this is uh -huh. really dangerous stuff, picking political winners and losers. It's dangerous stuff, but it appears to be the most likely outcome here. You heard the president himself say he's not happy dismissing the deal but saying we're supplementing. And then also today, you saw Majority Leader Mitch McConnell in the Senate say he would be okay if the president did something like that. And this, for the president, is the safest political move to make. Why? Because as you saw at his rally, he's already misleading people about the status of the wall, saying that it's sure already is. been built. It is already being built. And so now we're just going to shift these funds. You know, Congress wouldn't comply with me, so I, Donald Trump, am going to step in and shift these funds and build the big, beautiful wall and that is how he will sell it the question the only question at this hour is will sean hannity also buy into it he's already lost dan coulter but i imagine that there will be some consultations going on between the president and sean hannity and at some point he will buy in too and declare this a victory all right uh i'm gonna pause it right there uh give me your thoughts on this Sean Hannity, the shutdown, uh, I, you know, uh, I don't any know of it. how he's going to be able to get away with this. And I mean this because the funds have been allocated by Congress. Oh, as it as it as this clip rolls along, too. Yeah, you're right. Um, uh, people are questioning the legality of him taking money from disaster relief I'm to. Yeah, that's that's my big to question. To reallocate. Well, here's the, here's here's what one Congress one is in charge of where the money goes. Yeah. One constitutional expert on uh, one of the cable shows today on MSNBC said this is <clears throat> excuse me, absolutely illegal. Here's why. Declaring an emergency is only to divert uh, military funds mm -hmm. to construction of of military support units in other words you They're can take otherwise right you could take otherwise the only thing he can take money from one place and put it to another in the military is to build support units in an emergency like yeah. barracks okay like shelters like that or like med medical centers for for you know in in the field you can't he can't divert it to build a wall and that's but, only under and that's only under the emergency powers yeah, but that he has. But it's it's restricted to just military spending within the military mm -hmm. to support the military. It isn't for like you can take it out and you know like build a golf course. But that's not what Trump is saying. Right. Yes. That's right. It's not what Trump is saying. Right. Ahead, and Ray. so I, I, I that's mean, why because I I completely agree with what you're saying there. What Trump is saying is he's going to take money from other places. And so that's kind of outside of the um, what we've been talking about and what a lot of people have been talking about regarding him declaring an emergency, a national emergency. He is literally just saying, I'm going to switch money around. Well, that that, as you said, the only appropriator of money is the Congress. Period. So none that's of this seems legal. 
And and any conservative justice on the Supreme Court would have to agree that he can't do that. Because if you're a so-called originalist, the Constitution is pretty clear who holds the purse strings. Yeah. I, I mean, don't who, get who where passed, he thinks why, he can why, just why, take money from Puerto Rico and put it to it, the wall. If that's well, true, he's been why, so... Why do we have a... Why, where, why I think a dictator does. All right, Joe. Why appropriation no, uh, yeah, you, you said why have appropriations? Oh, yeah. What? Why what do I? They, why do they pass appropriation bills if if they're going to be ignored? The Constitution exactly. gives them that power. Yeah, and Moon Mayor brings up a great point too. Sorry, I don't see any way it can be called an emergency if he's waited several months to declare it. Two years, it can't be. two years. Mm-hmm. It, it, you know, over two years, he had a Congress. That was in his fucking pocket for two fucking years. And now all of a sudden, now a warning as they would play on Stephanie Miller. He never you know? He never mentioned an emergency when the Republicans were in office. Oh no. Umer no. is correct. And this is it was, this is where it really pisses me off. He only it mentioned does. it right before the election because it's an emergency, because guess what? Race, racist thing I'm gonna say. There's a whole bunch of voters coming for Democrats over the border, which was a lie. Yeah, this is dictator stuff, guys. Really. It is. It is. That's so, why the Republicans are so afraid of what he's doing, because they know that someday a liberal Democrat is going to become president and say, you know what, I'm going to declare an emergency or I'm going to divert appropriated funds from uh, from the military and I'm going to give universal health care without Congress's approval. Quite honestly, this is the time for Rep- Republicans to stand up and prevent this from happening. True. And Kenny's got some phlegm. I've got some phlegm right now. Hold on. That's all right. All right. We'll let you clear that out. But then we got to get back to the audio clip here. But continue. This is is the time for for Republicans to stop him. Because if if they don't stop him, yes, eventually a Democrat will take office. And then they're going to be afraid that a Democrat's going to do the same thing. They have to stop him. Because I... Have always believed fully in the equality of the three branches of government. I don't like overreach of presidential powers. I didn't like it under Obama or Clinton or Bush. I yeah. They've got to stop it. They're in. They're in charge in the Senate. Yeah, yeah, you're right. All right, let's get back to the audio real quick. Uh, we'll we'll listen to a couple more minutes here. It, well, let's watch Sean Hannity before we talk about the ridiculousness of this. By the way, on this new so-called compromise, I'm getting details. $1.3 billion? That's not, a, not even all a barrier? I'm going to tell this tonight, and we will get back into this tomorrow. Any Republican that supports this garbage compromise, you will have to explain... This is the president on line three. Sean, please don't call it a garbage compromise. <laughs> Sean, please. Okay, okay. All right, watch tonight. Watch. I'm, that's a, just. I don't. They don't have words for how ridiculous that was. At the same time, Hannity is correct about the politics here, which is the Democrats functionally demolished Trump on this border wall question. And let's remember, Trump 
had two years of undivided government when he could have worked with Republicans in the House to get border wall funding, and instead he just didn't do it. And now he finds himself in a position where every few months, when after he rejects whatever overture Democrats get, instead of Democrats coming back and offering him more money, they come back and offer him less. His negotiating position keeps getting worse and worse and worse. And if you're Hannity, and especially we know Hannity has close relationships with many of the Freedom Caucus members, the very conservative congressional Republicans who I think just as big, if not bigger, a role than sort of Coulter and the other outside pundits in pushing Trump to do the shutdown in the first place. We know Hannity is reflecting their positions and that what he's going to be telling the president is the president's supporters are not going to be impressed when he rolls up with less than $2 billion of money for a quote-unquote barrier. But you know you're in trouble politically when Sean Hannity isn't attacking me. And he isn't attacking the <laughs> press, and he isn't attacking the Democrats, but the Republicans. I mean, this is the bottom of the political barrel for the Trump caucus. Yeah, and it's, it's where we've been for a while. And I have a prediction that by the time 9 o'clock tonight rolls around, Sean Hannity's going to fold like a cheap suit. He's going to have gotten the message. You saw what the president said <laughs> in the Oval Office today. He's going to be clear in the, in the, he was in the cabinet room. It's going to be clear that that this train is leaving the station. Sean Hannity's going to get aboard. He's not going to leave Donald Trump out there Perfect. hanging by himself. <laughs> All right, so that was, uh, oh, God, what, what's it, uh, Stephen Smith? Is that his name? Um, oh, let me find it. I'm, I'm looking here. Uh, oh, gosh. We why can just go with Steve. Name? Steve sounds good. It's nice. It's Oh, generic. no, Matt Miller. Matt Miller, not Steve Smith. Matt <laughs> okay, yes. Okay. Matt Miller. Steve Smith, Matt Miller, double name, double, uh, yeah. And but I thought uh, I heard but, Betsy, Woodruff, Betsy Woodruff. I yeah, I Betsy Woodruff was in there. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, yeah, yeah, there was uh, uh, Betsy Woodruff and uh, Heidi Prisbyla? Prisbyla. 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 Yeah. Prisbyla. And, mm-hmm. uh, so, yeah, so there, there's a... A lot of different uh, uh, panelists here, but yeah, I mean, uh, Hannity. It, it, she, uh, uh, I'm sorry, Matt Miller is totally right. Hannity's going to fold like a cheap suit. He's going to rewrite yeah. the narrative, uh, and and you know we'll see what what happens. Uh, but it, I would say that's a pretty safe bet. You know, Matt Miller not really going out on a limb there, <laughs> um, or Steve Smith either, or Steve Schmidt. Steve Schmidt's not walking out on any limbs. He walked no, straight off Steve one the Schmidt other day. Steve Schmidt is... He's... He's... Stop, he's don't come back. <laughs> you said it right, Rain. He's a hot mess. Yeah. He's in Schultzville. Yeah, Schultzville. That boy just... Yeah, he... Yes, Schultzville. He took he, the... Uh, he took the... It's poorly manufactured acid is what he took. Uh, yes, he, he had some of that green stuff. Uh, I mean, I know we're not talking about Schultz at all, but that dude, I'd like to talk about him on Friday. He's a freaking hot mess. Yeah, so, oh, yeah, we could, yeah, Schultz, or Schmidt, or Schmidt, Schmidt, or Schultz, or Schmaltz. 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 I'll talk about Schmaltz anytime you like. (laughs) I love Schmaltz. Schmidt and Schultz? I don't know. But Schmaltz, I love. Uh, I do think. I do think that. Um, and I love the Hannity hot ganibs as well. <laughs> I and think that Hannity ask. will um, cave. I, what time is he's on tonight? Right. I, I don't know, but uh, I know what's on tonight. He's going to cave. He's going to cave. Yeah. He's going to find a way to, 
you know, massage Trump. Oh God! So he'll say, oh, it'd, be like, it'd be like the scene from. Oh, the scene from Ghost. Oh. He'll be massage. He'll he'll be like making a, a a vase out of Donnie's back fat. Yes. Oh. <laughs> and then he'll oh. raise Donnie up, being like he did the right thing. <laughs> it's going to be the opposite of hey, Ghost. Hey, what happened? <laughs> Uh, yeah. So anyway, let's get to, let's get back to the last, uh, uh, few minutes of the, uh, Nicole Wallace panel. Cause it's, it's golden. I love this stuff. But the question remains, he could have gotten this deal before the shutdown. Which? He could have moved the money around as he would like before the shutdown. So he still doesn't have an answer to that question, which is why he took the country on this, um, joy ride. And the other problem of course is it's likely illegal what he's doing. He's going to wind up in court. Yep. The burn victims, the um, flood victims in California will say, oh, no, that was appropriated money by Congress. You, Mr. President, don't have the right to write Congress out of this. We're going to sue and have you spend the money as it was properly appropriated. So chances are this is going to all wind up in court anyway, um, and he will probably lose at the end of the day. But Trump is all about getting through the present conversation, the present news cycle, so that he can face uh, his base in some other rally that he throws up. But this is what comes of playing along and playing made pretend they've all lived in a world of make-believe where trump is a success where everything he says is yep. true and there comes to be a point at which even they can't say well we got the wall or well <laughs> we got border security like we want this is my question for you though so if you look at the, the the trump scam had two things that were real in it they believed he really believed in the wall and I can't think of another thing. Oops. <laughs> Pull the Rick Perry thing. Like, that was the one thing that felt real. Right. Like, they, they understood he was going to Washington. He didn't know anything about anything. Drain the swamp. He, he was, and he knew less about right. foreign policy than Sarah Palin. But that was okay. But if there was one thing they thought he believed in, it was the wall. And we, that, that, that montage we played could have gone on for the duration right. of the show, for the lies he's told. Forget about all of us. Right. The lies he's told his base about the wall, that Mexico would pay, that the trade deal would pay that uh, it didn't have to be a wall, it could be a barrier. It didn't have to be concrete, it could be steel. It didn't have to be a steel wall, it could be a steel slat. It doesn't have to be fencing at all. It could just be a cyber wall. It could be a human wall. That cyber was wall. And now it's already there. We just have to yes. finish it. It's well, such a scam. It is a if he was really smart, he'd actually start quoting the real numbers, which are that border crossings are way down. Low. We have a very low rate of crime. So he could actually... Is that next? Up. We don't need a wall, well, folks. Right? I've already done it through my pure demagoguery, through my pure speech-making. Those immigrants are now afraid to cross the border. He could try that. At least we'd be getting back to the real world, which is we don't have a border crossing, and like, which is that we need um, to deal with the humanitarian crisis. By the way, he lost there, too, because the number of beds is going to actually over this uh, in this deal. So he lost there, too. He doesn't even have the number of beds he used to have. And like you said, this now shifts to being a branding issue. We saw in vivid color last night during the rally when people were clapping for the wall that is supposedly already being built that, by the way, is not being built, but people clapping for it that the president can uh, use this to his, his advantage. Say, I'm fighting this out in the court system just like I did with the travel ban. I'm going to the map for you on this. And meantime, I'm doing everything I can to shift funds to build as much big beautiful wall as possible going into 2020 yeah and he's not he's not but I love the cyber wall the cyber wall because you know we're living in a, a cyber world so we're in a cyber world 
Yeah. Oh, a cyber world. Oh. So we're in a cyber yeah, world. And we can, uh, that would keep out all the cybermen. So <laughs> all the cybermen yeah. wouldn't be able to get in. All I think of is craft to a computer world. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, seriously, uh, the, uh, they gave him so many good ideas on how he could spin things, but he won't because his ego is so, so damaged and so n- full of need that, you know, he, he just wants something that he can take a picture of and put on a fucking postcard and send all send to all the knuckle draggers that support him. So, you know, you know, one of the most fucked up things about all of this is that if he had said, "Guess what, my supporters? I think we should just have a cyber wall." They would all have accepted it. Oh, they would have. You are so right. You are 100% uh, uh, a 1000% correct on that. All he and had to so say is we're so we're in a cyber world. So we're in a cyber world, and we need a cyber wall. Yeah, and and they if would have had, said yes. If he had said that, he would have gotten a win with his base, mm-hmm. and we could have moved on. Yeah, he could have said which, which what, says we, to me we need something else is really wrong with this dude. He could have said we need a shark wall. Yes, and they, they would have been, been like, there gladly you. huffing them. They would have been there gladly huffing and cleaning up the liquid spillage from them yes. with their tongues. Yeah, I mean, the his supporters will just accept anything, anything, <laughs> anything. Seriously, we're gonna plant anything. one tiny mushroom on the border wall that I organically grew myself, and they that's the wall. They would have cheered for it. It's the mushroom. Last night. Oh my god, my nose is getting really stuffy now. So, <laughs> so sorry. As yeah, the night goes on, that I, I'm glad. Thank you for agreeing with that. Oh, I agree, hundred percent. It, it's been bothering me so much. He really could have said, "I am giving up on the wall. I think we need a cyber wall," and they would have been like, "Yes." Oh no, I don't think he would have said, "I'm giving up." I think he would have said. I never meant that kind of wall. I meant a cyber yeah. wall. Yes. And we're going to pay, and Mexico's going to pay for it with pop up ads. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> they would have been like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> problems in the bedroom? Problems in the bedroom? Problems in the bedroom? <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! Oh, how do you say problems in the bedroom in Spanish? I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> problemas in la boudoir. No, oh well, that sounded like you mixed a little French in there too. But I, I did. Like it. I did. So. I'm I'm trilingual. Oh, there you go. That's some oh. people call that tip top uh, language. Tip top shape. It... We call it sometimes <laughs> tippy top shape. Yeah. <laughs> Le or la tip it up. Shape. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm, I'm trilingual. Curious, but that's it. Oh, see, okay. I appreciate um, that. I appreciate that. Uh but yeah. What the hell? Okay, I don't know where we went there. <laughs> this is what happens in hour three on Turn Up the Night, folks. In case you've never <laughs> yes, noticed, we completely before. lose our minds. We do. So anyway, uh, I, I just want to commend Nicole Wallace on on that panel because. 
it was it, I so really good. I really like her show. It was so good. Yeah, I, yes. I really do too. Um, uh, and I have I just have one last bit of audio to play for everybody when we come back from the break about Fox and Friends, and then we're going to do Mad Libs because Joe's got to run at uh, uh, 10 sharp. So uh, let's keep this break kind of clean and quick. Uh, we'll do an atomic fire size break. How about that? So um, uh, anyway, oh, actually, you know what? Maybe we do a, we'll do some macaroni in Lost City. That, that That's a relatively uh, short song. I like that song a lot, actually. So we'll be right back with more Turn Up the Night right after this wonderful tune from Macaroni right after this. Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick. It is a metric scientific mathematical algorithm of tyranny. No shit. Every Tuesday and Friday, 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern at IndieMediaWeekly.com. From the bottom and we still on the bottom You asking about troubles, hell yeah we got them Living in a land that has been forgotten When the natives get restless, the police drop them Dried up, no place to go shopping Even if you had cabbage, where would you go cop it? Just stop it, there is no profit For them to invest a block from some project Change the topic, ain't no point For them to talk about the problems in Detroit Be more in Chicago, you know what I mean let us not forget about New Orleans Welcome to the land of the unseen I thought in America that we have one dream Pursuit of happiness is what they preach But in a lost city that's out of reach We live inside Lost City The streets round here show you no pity We live inside Lost City We live inside Lost City we live inside Lost City The streets round here show you no pity We live inside Lost City uh. We live inside Lost City We started in the ghetto and we still in the ghetto With so many scars we are tougher than metal Tougher than leather if we all get together From my hood to me barrio Wherever we wanna go Voice to the voiceless A choice for the choiceless I drive a bucket This ain't Rolls Royce shit Unemployment, undereducation Can't even find a job at the gas station No patience, they get no immunity To corporations killing my community and Lost City where it feel like the apocalypse We need to stand up and let's put a stop to this In the land of the unseen I thought in America that we have one dream Pursuit of happiness is what they preach But in a lost city that's out of reach We live inside Lost City The streets round here show you no pity We live inside Lost City We live inside Lost City we live inside Lost City The streets round here show you no pity We live inside Lost City We live inside Lost City
You are listening to Indie Media Weekly. I am Michelle Lagan, co-host and Dungeon Master of Mic Check Radio. And I am Miles Lagan, co-host and Galaxy Master of Mic Check Radio. You know, a Galaxy Master is just a glorified Dungeon Master, except for you played with laser swords. That they're called lightsabers? Anyways, tune in every Saturday from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern to hear host Adam Hebert and us discuss politics and nerd stuff. Indie Media Weekly. All the power without the tower. Indie Media Weekly Radio is proud to bring you the Thomas Jefferson Hour, a radio program that models civil discourse, critical thinking, and good citizenship. Join nationally acclaimed humanity scholar and award-winning first-person interpreter of Thomas Jefferson, Clay Jenkinson, for the Thomas Jefferson Hour, Tuesdays at 10 a.m., Sundays at 4 p.m. The Thomas Jefferson Hour on Indie Media Weekly Radio. Visit them at jeffersonhour.com. Hi, I'm Tim Cormall, host of The Tim Cormall Show. And I'm Joe Santos, a co-host and head mechanic of The Clown Car Garage. Each week, our guests join a roundtable discussion of the political news of the week and peek into the GOP circus tent. And of course, no circus is complete without clowns. And each week, I inspect the clown car to see what obnoxious fumes they have been spreading all around the country. So join us each week. Admission is free, but just one word of caution. If you see the GOP clown car, get out of the way. They're terrible drivers. Hey, Joe, what was that? Uh, I think we just lost another clown car. Tune in for the Tim Coromall Show on Indie Media Weekly Radio, Mondays and Wednesdays at 8.30 a.m. Eastern, right here on Indie Media Weekly Radio. IndieMediaWeekly.com Extraterrestrial radio, all the power without the tower. Turn up the night with Kenny Pick. Where is it that you're from? Cleveland. Cleveland. Lake Erie. Erie. What was once the mistake by the lake is now the roar by the shore. I'm rapidly becoming a big underground success in this town. Cleveland has taken its honored place in the building of America. Thank you, Cleveland. Thank you, Scranton. Thank you, Washington, D.C. And thank you, Fox and Friends. The problem with this program is it would be really easy to fake. All you got to do is put somebody else's DNA in your mouth. It was a really big gavel. For a moment, she sounded like she had gavel envy. Uh, (laughs) I'm not going to touch that, Steve, if you don't mind. I just don't feel Touch his gavel. Mainstream media known to make up stories about... about the Department of Homeland Security, how they were doing preliminary testing on a DNA device. However, the TSA says it will not be testing this technology. We apologize for it. Chris, can you hear us? I I can hear you. I'm watching this, and I'm thinking... All of your viewers are thinking. Which is? What a bunch of dopes. All right, sorry for that hard transition into this story, but Pete Hegseth uh, from the weekend edition of Fox and Friends made a stark admission on uh, Fox and Friends uh, this past weekend, and I don't think any of us here will be surprised. Take it away, Pete. I don't think I've washed my hands for 10 years. <laughs> really, I don't, I, I don't really wash my Someone hands help ever. me! No, oh, no, no. I, I inoculate myself. It's not, germs oh, are not a real true. thing. I can't see them, therefore they're not real. So you're becoming immune to all of the, all the exactly. bacteria. Exactly, I can't get sick. I hate these people. Uh, yeah, so uh, I, I don't know if it was a joke or not, but it almost kind of seems like 
you know, out of sight, out of mind with like just science in general, climate change, global warming, what have you. You know, I haven't washed my hands in 10 years. I don't think I've washed my hands for 10 years. <laughs> Fuck you, you filthy prick. And speaking wow. of your prick, wow. your prick's even probably I... filthier. <laughs> so... Hope he hasn't been making dinner for anybody. Well, I hope he never touched his woman in, in a certain place. Does he have one? Is the oh, question. I don't know. So, Does that know. mean that he touched himself? And and everybody else's food in Fox and Friends. Oh he, he's probably the guy that fingers all the donuts in the morning. Yeah, uh, he's the one that goes like, to the Christmas buffet and he yeah. touches all the buns or something. Oh, yeah, yeah. He touched all the buns. Uh, so anyway, all right. Well, I thought I'd play that for everybody real quick. Uh, it's disgusting. But yeah, Fox and Friends, Fox and Freaks. Yeah, what a bunch of dopes. Thank you, Chris Wallace, for that evergreen clip. But uh, all right, well, uh, let's go ahead and uh, get uh, straight to uh, Mad Libs here because Joe's got to run soon. I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. This is madness. Don't get mad, get Mad Libs. Oh, God bless Mad Libs. All right, here we go. Um, Joe, I need a verb ending in ing. Crying. All right. And rain. I need a plural noun. Um, germs. What? See, there you go. Very timely, quantifiable, and oratund. So <laughs> it is timely, quantifiable, and oratund. Do you know what that means? No. All right. Uh, Joe, I need a place. Prison. <laughs> oh sweet Jesus alright uh, that actually that word is getting put in uh, three different blanks here because it, it calls for the place same place and the same place again alright so moving right along uh, Rain I need the name of a male conservative Or male Republican politician. Whatever. Oh. Um, Louis Gomer. Oh! <laughs> I'm Annette. Uh, Gomer. Okay, and Gomer. Joe, I need um, an, an adverb. Oh, adverb. Stealthily. All right, stealthily it is. Uh, stealthily. Uh, rain. I hate to do this to you, but I need an adjective. God damn it. An adjective is a word that describes. It's describes a noun. Describes a noun. So, like, you know, sleepy, gray, dumb. Okay. Um, what are okay. some things okay. you say okay. about I know, Trump? I know Joe's got to go. What are things you say about Trump? Uh, huh? It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. No I, pressure. I'm under pressure. No pressure. Under pressure. Down. Um. Pressure. Slimy. Slimy. Okay. All right. There we go. 
So uh, it might have already been used by somebody else, but uh, we'll use oh, it again. It doesn't okay. matter. Doesn't matter. I know. Nobody I don't think it was. Let's go through this again. Um. <laughs> okay. So, uh, Joe, I need a female Republican, conservative, whatever. Female Republican conservative Kellyanne Conway. Oh, everybody loves CAC. CAC. Uh, Rain, I need the the first name of a man. A male, male first name. Male first name. Yeah. Donald. Donald? All right. All right. I think that's going to work perfectly. Um, Joe, I need an adjective. Um, kinky. I, I like it. Okay, Rain, another male conservative. Oh, or Republican, um, elected official, what have you. All right, let's Think go tank with member. Let's go with Jim Jordan. Oh, he's such a great guy. Mm. So punchable. When I uh, say Jim, I mean G Y M. Yeah, that's mm. right, Jim Jordan. Oh mm-hmm. man, we've we've kind of backed off that story, haven't we? Um, Jungle Jim. Uh-huh. Jungle Jim. Yeah, Jungle James. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and, uh, Joe, you get the last one, a place, one final place, Japan, Japan. Okay. Here we go. This is a two parter from Mad Libs, totally pink Mad Libs. Oh yeah. With pink paper, no less. So we haven't used these in a while. Totally pink Mad Libs. This is a Royal fairy tale. Part one. We have, we've done a royal fairy tale part one and part two tonight. So here we go. <laughs> oh, it's getting off to a bang already. So <laughs> here we go. Today was the most flatulent day of my entire life. When I woke up this morning, I was a regular penis. Like everyone else. Like everyone else. But then I found out a flippin' secret. I was crying through the closet where my mom keeps all of our dancers, and I found a baby picture of me wearing a shiny, famous tiara. When I asked my ger- <laughs> when I asked my germs why they had dressed me up like that, they finally told me the short truth. I'm actually a royal donut. It turns uh, out, it turns out that my gay. <laughs> It turns out that my dad is the son of the king of prison. <laughs> okay, well, <laughs> which makes which makes him the prince of prison and me the princess of prison. Well, this is truly about the Trump cult, isn't it? My parents moved here to get away from the bushy life, 
But they said, I have the right to live my life like a true rocket if I want to. And do I want to? You bet your cannons I do. All right, so that was part one. That was a royal fairy tale part one. Here's a, We'll see if it has a happy ending, because I love a happy ending. Who doesn't? Um, I, I'm not sure. Does Gene Wilder like a happy ending? I think I think he likes a happy ending. Gee, I sure hope there's a happy I, ending. I love a happy ending. Oh, Gene Wilder does like a happy ending. All right, so uh, here we go. Now that I am a royal roadkill, I'm going to live stealthily. I'm not going to ride my smelly bike to school anymore. I'll have a driver pick me up. In a stretch hair dye instead. Or, or a beard dye like uh, Don Jr. You know. <laughs> uh, uh, and I'll never, I'll never have to take out the turkey or wash the lady parts again. <laughs> what? She'll have somebody else wash the lady parts and the turkey. <laughs> Okay. Maybe maybe the mayor will ask me to cut the stand-in and at the dedication of our new rancid building. And since Louis Gomert and Kellyanne Conway are both subjects of my country, I might even invite them to my slipper uh, as my slippery guests uh, for a slimy dinner. Mm-hmm. Oh they my god. Totally show up. All right, this one, this line, I don't know about this. I'll ride I'll ride on the kinky float in the Volvo Day parade. Singing the kitten spangled banner. <laughs> Can I ask you guys would you not show up for a Volvo Day parade? I would totally I show would. up for a Volvo Day parade. I think that oh, yeah. I think we should Sounds awesome. We should challenge Trump for the 4th of July and see if we can have a Volvo day parade. Oh. <laughs> saying the kitten spangled banner. I know. Meow. And and we'll have kinky floats. Meow 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 meow. Meow 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 the, the kitten spangled banner at the corrupt bowl <laughs> and even give a speech at the Donald Awards. <laughs> oh, no. There you go. Oh, but the best part is that I'll get to marry. Neil. Well, yeah. But, but the best part is, are you ready? This is the last sentence. But the best part is. <laughs> That maybe I'll get to marry the skinny prince Jim Jordan of Japan in a fancy royal wedding. There you go, folks. 
Meow, 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 the kitten spangled banner. That's brilliant. Meow, 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 Never forget the the lyrics. I know that that's an easy one, you know. Just... I know because <laughs> the lyrics. For how many suck. times people people forget the lyrics in the middle of the Star Spangled Banner at sporting events? Oh, but I've been at sporting events where they completely went blank in the middle of the Star Spangled Banner. Oh, I've seen it many times on on mm-hmm. videos. Uh, but no, I think we have a show title for tonight: the Kitten Spangled Banner. So meow, 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 no, 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 no. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, I'm it's sorry. funny. It's a, I, I sang that song pretty much every other week, all through high school. Meow goodness says, I can rise, I can rise to that occasion. I can't possibly forget. <laughs> so, so anyway, all right. And if you're going to be a donut, be a royal donut, says Moon Mare. Uh, very good. I love you all so very much. But anyway, Joe, Joe, you got to get going soon. So uh, let's let's uh, let you wrap things up. Well, all I can say is. Uh, oh, and the Tim Cormel show is coming up right after this too. So Tim Cormel show is coming. Yeah, it's coming up, and uh, we have uh, the Clown Car has a new fashion line uh, that will be uh, on this uh, this edition that we're rolling out. It's called the. Uh, Roger Stone Collusion Collection. Oh, very nice. Yes, and it's uh, I, and our our items are all all have a story behind them, just like the J. Peterman catalog. Why wouldn't they? Yes, like the gangster silk robe to be worn <laughs> when you're when you're arrested. Sure, you know. Sure. So, yeah, uh, yeah I hear so, that's a smart look. I'm smart. It's smart. Smart. <laughs> Not like dumb. Yeah. Um, are you are you asking for the full Fredo at this point? Do full Fredo. Yeah, oh, yeah. are you want full Fredo? You you got full, you want full Fredo? You got full Fredo. Like full Fredo. I'm smart. Not like everybody says. Like dumb. I'm smart, and I want respect. There you go. <laughs> yeah, sure. You got respect right in the head. <laughs> <laughs> right in right in the head. Take yeah. him out for a bulk ride. <laughs> exactly. So um anything else, Joe, before we let you go? Oh that's that's all I have. I uh I'm looking forward to the fourth of July now. That's all I can say. Oh my god. For the, for that new tradition. I might go to Washington to, to be the f- be there for the first year of the uh, annual the first annual fireworks display. and the um, star-spangled kitten celebration 
Uh, hey, yes. Yes. <laughs> maybe they'll. Right. Yes. Maybe they'll. Maybe they'll. Uh, they'll sing the Star Spangled Kitten. Yeah. Or is the Kitten Spangled Banner? Now I don't remember because. I um, don't. It also, matter. look it up. It but anyway, it's the. Uh, it's the Kitten Spangled Banner. It's the Kitten Spangled Banner. Kitten Spangled so. Banner. Okay. All right. Well, Joe, you drop off whenever you when you have to. Uh, Rain, uh, what's your parting shot tonight? Meow, 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 meow. I had a feeling she was gonna do that. Meow, 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 Anything else, Rain? <laughs> my my party shot. Just, I just don't even know what happened between Mad Libs and what Joe said about the freaking parade. My party what? shot is that every year, Washington, D.C. has a National Independence Day parade. Every year. And then there's a... There's, oh, God damn it. I can't... I can't even get over the fact that this stupid turd blossom lives in Washington, D.C., in the White House, and doesn't understand the fact that we have... Oh, my God. We have a kitten-spangled banner already, Trump. (laughs) If anybody wants to come to Washington, D.C. for the 4th of July, there is a parade. There is also a concert on on the Capitol lawn, but is there and fireworks? There are, fire, there are fireworks really? on the National Mall. Bob he and I have gone there many, many times. He didn't think of this? Because he just thought of it. No, no, Joey didn't think of this. He said so, he said he said in that article. I know what he this, said, but this I'm could become say, Yeah, he, could, he's lying. He's lying. A, it could become a, a tradition. Yeah, he's think a of dumbass. It. He's a think stupid of it every, dumbass. Every year we could celebrate the fourth of July with fireworks. It could and become every year? a tradition. Every year, on really? the same day, the fourth. So yes, my, it my could become a tradition. Sh- my parting shot. What day of the week does the fourth fall on? Come to Washington D.C. <laughs> to see the fireworks. <laughs> Dollar day. But I don't know how much it costs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> meow 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 meow. Go ahead, finish meow, your thought, Rand. I don't know. It's it's done. It's done. Trump is a dumbass. And the fact that anybody believes that he thinks that, oh, we should have a parade suddenly, that he thinks that he's he the said, first person who not a parade, thought of that. A gathering. <laughs> Joe? A gathering. Okay. I'm done. Okay. <laughs> it's always a gathering. <laughs> All right. Well. Uh. I don't have much else for anybody uh, out there tonight. Uh, thank you all for listening to the program. Uh, and we'll see you on Friday. I hope you all appreciated my meowing. Oh, I did. I absolutely did. And uh, It was yeah. great. It was great. All right. So uh, we're going to wrap things up. Uh, well, I might have a little special treat at the end of the very, very tail end of the program here for everybody. That's it. Over and out. Rock and roll. God bless America. Time for go to bed. I'm finished. Goodbye.
We now conclude broadcast activities. On behalf of the management and staff, we wish you a pleasant good night. Thank you. Good night, Lawrence. That's it. Meow, meow, meow.